Welcome everybody back to another episode of Upon Further Review. How's Ow! everybody doing? Bum, 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 bum. All right, let's go around and who do we have on this show? Uh, Trevor Reese. Gary Allen. Chris Fimbres. And I am Noah Kinsey. Awesome. Welcome back, guys. It's been, uh, been, it's been a while. We got some. It's been a while. <laughs> Since I talked about movies. <laughs> so, before we get into this lovely film that we're covering this week, have we seen any movies lately? Trevor? You um, Chris and I watched uh, is it, uh, Drunk Stone, Stupid Dead. Drunk Stone, what Brilliant Dead. Yeah, Drunk Stone, Brilliant Dead. It's the uh, documentary on the National Lampoon. Oh, uh, how was it? Super cool. Super, super it good. Was great. Yeah, it's yeah. so interesting to kind of see these guys um, and how th- this magazine came about and how it evolved from just these guys uh, making jokes in the college magazine and how they made it a national thing and like what went through it. And then just like seeing how it launched, like it basically launched the not ready for primetime players like John Belushi's involved with them, Gilda Bradner, um, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, like yeah, Chevy Chase is in it. This is the most coherent I've seen Chevy Chase in a long, long time. <laughs> um, but he's also like, it's, it sucks because it's so sad because he's talking about like the guy who was the publisher and him and the, uh, the two of them are like really best friends. And the guy ends up Doug di- Kinney, Doug Kinney. He dies, um, in the early eighties. Um, he like, they don't know, if he jumped or fell rock climbing. So they don't know. Like, it's this inconclusive thing of uh, whether or not, like, he killed himself or just accidentally died. Damn. Because he was, like, in a place where it definitely could have... Um, He's like, gonna make this way. look like an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> but, you know, it was, super, like, it was, like, really cool to kind of see that era, like, when people were still, like, killing themselves over comedy and, like, seeing all these people, like just the egos and everything. Like one of the guys who was like running the magazine, like one of the co-founders, like <laughs> when he left, he basically said, I hated every second of it. Fuck wow. you guys. Like Damn. just bounced. It was so crazy. Like it was so, it was also like stuff I did not know at all. Like this whole, basically the foundation of the foundation of humor that we have now. Like everybody looks at SNL as like what caused everything going on now um, in a sense. And like, it's cool to see what caused SNL. Right. Um, and yeah, and also to see a humor magazine. What's well, kind of interesting, though, to think about, like you look at a you look at comedy from the roots of where it is now, because they call comedians what like the rock stars of this generation, right? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's like the sad clown. You know what I mean? You don't realize the place with for their their funny to come from is so deep rooted in their insecurities and all that stuff. To yeah. where, you know, what we see is just that that. Mm-hmm. F- you know, the surface of everything that's going on. So some of the greats, John Candy, John, Bel- you know, Belushi, all those dudes, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it, it's interesting. Or Chris Farley, not, not John Candy more or less, but at the same time. Yeah. You know, um, from a comedy standpoint, it's, it's sad. Yeah. You know, yeah some yeah. of the greats are just kind of offed. Yeah. They know? just burn. It. And it's also like, it's kind of across the board too. Like, I mean, you have writers, it's like always any field of art has those like figures that rise to prominence very quickly, but they're always tragic figures. Sure. Yeah. And, um, but it was awesome. It was really good. It was really well done documentary. Um, especially considering it was done by them. Uh, um, interesting. And so, so they're pretty honest. You feel very honest. Yeah. Like I think, I think because of the humor aspect of it and because of where they came from, they didn't feel like they had to hide anything because they really weren't hiding anything when they were publishing it. Oh shit. And so, yeah, they, they were, it was surprisingly fair considering it was coming from them. 
And a lot of the people they had being interviewed were people who had quit the Lampoon or people who were fired and had kind of said goodbye to it a long time ago. So they ago. had some thoughts. Yeah, so, I mean, they were, like, a lot of honesty, like, um, just not, not even, like, below the surface. Like, they were being outright about it. Yeah. And you and you could feel that it was real, man. It was a good documentary. Uh, is it on Netflix? Showtime? Yeah, it was on Showtime. Yeah, it was on Showtime. It, it like, just came out recently. How, how long or how late do they go in it? When they talk about, it's basically founding to Doug Kinney's death is the era which that is, they cover, which is basically um, seventy to eighty. Okay. I'd say um, I forget when exactly he died, but they cover they go from the founding of the magazine through Caddyshack. Caddyshack sort of the last checkpoint that they hit. Because um, I would like to know what happened to him this past like fifteen years. Because they went from regularly producing Hollywood. films and Hollywood. But no, but... <laughs> no, well, they kind of sold out. And they said once we got to Hollywood and started making movies, like we knew we were kind of selling ourselves to them and that they now owned it. And it wasn't what we had originally started. Yeah. If you see any of their recent stuff, though, it's pretty awful. Well, yeah. yeah all I mean, the, all their, the last like actual Lampoon movie probably was Van Wilder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that came out like 2000-something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everything else sort of careened. But even before that, like that was like Van Wilder was like a spike up. Yeah, that after. was like their last hurrah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, now it's just like a brand. It's It has nothing to do with any of the original people. Mm-hmm. Like all these guys are, yeah, like Chris said, they're gone. They left years and years ago. And so now it's just like a brand that's just run by corporate people. And it's been that way for a while, too. Interesting. Damn. Damn. All right. What's it called again? Uh, Drunk, Stoned, Brilliant Dead. Yeah. All right. So it's a feel good title. <laughs> I was gonna say, so we're gonna laugh, right? <laughs> well, fuck, like any documentary, right? It's the rise and fall of yeah. something. Yeah, but it's yeah. also funny, like when they're talking about Doug Kinney's death, they like are cracking jokes still too. Mm-hmm. Like it's still like it's definitely hitting them. But these guys are all like have humor rooted in like their DNA. Like they made a joke about how um, somebody made a joke that Doug Kinney uh, died falling like falling off a cliff while trying to get to a higher cliff to jump from like <laughs> oh so they're like cracking <laughs> they're jokes cracking about jokes. him and so yeah it was like that's what i think what's ultimately about it like you get to see all the super funny stuff that they used to do back in the uh back through the 70s um and then still see that they they're still funny as hell yeah well there you go yeah. Gary, have you seen any movies lately? Uh, well, I see lots of <laughs> I watch, but the one that I recently just watched was uh, Will Smith's Concussion. I liked it, man. I mean, if you can get past his accent, accent. for a few tell minutes, the truth. yeah, tell the truth. Uh, if you can get past that for a second, like it's actually a really interesting movie. Be mainly for me because I played college football. I played at Southern Miss. You know, I played center, the position that they're actually talking about throughout the entire movie. And I was like, it kind of hit home for me a little bit more than I thought it was because I got buddies that are playing the NFL. One of the starting left tackles that's going to be playing today is a buddy I played next to in college. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like at the same time, it's just one of those things where you don't realize that the machine is running just to make money, mm-hmm. and they don't care about anybody else. No, nope. yeah, and that's really what this movie was about. You know, there's a lot of religious elements in there. You know, it was almost uh, mainly because like this guy got this piece of information. It was like God gave it to him basically, and he has to kind of journey that through the process. He and didn't get it through research or anything? Well, he did, <laughs> but the way that the way that they, they wrap it around is like, this was <laughs> the, uh, upon him, you know what I mean? Like, he was in that place at the right time. No, no coincidences, things like that. You know what I mean? 
a lot of faith-driven type of elements in the works which is but at the same time like it's really hitting on a very interesting point of the nfl and like high-end athletics in that in that realm dude they were talking about like see so when i played when i played in college we average game we hit 75 snaps right practice you're hitting anywhere between 40 to 35 but then there's drills you know things like that every impact you're hitting is almost like getting into a car accident a full-fledged car accident the guy that they talked about which um mike uh can't remember his last name center for for the pittsburgh steelers right the most impacted position boom 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 every play every play they had a 20 year stint in the nfl on top of that college and on top of that pop warner so by the very end of this thing, these dudes are going out of their minds and they don't even know what the hell is going on. So that discovery is rather interesting. The NFL knew about it <laughs> and they chose not to tell people. And they almost drug this dude straight to the ground because he found the information, but he didn't care about the sport. He cared about the people. Yeah. All these dudes cared about was their bottom line. And it's mm. an American sport. Like today, yeah. like there was a line in there that said, like, it owns God's day. You know what I mean? Like that's really interesting to think about. Mm -hmm. So the amount of money that's going through, they just ended up pushing it through, but it's a really interesting look into potentially what like the future of those types of athletics are going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has current day impacts. Like you look at Calvin Johnson, he's 30 years old. He was at the top of his game just a few years ago is retiring. Yeah. He's like, I've been beaten up. I've been through so much. I can't do it anymore. And I think a lot of that is going to start trending with the players where they're just, I mean, look at the 49ers, Two years ago, they were making it to the NFC Championship game almost every year. Half their defense retires from concussions and injuries like that. Oh, yeah, totally. So I think now the the consequence, like people are starting to realize, especially the players, and I think the consequences for the NFL are they're going to be losing their prime players. Right. Well, you also got to think about, too, like you're missing out on good players, but, I mean, the shelf life of, a, of an athlete at that level is very minimal. Most people only last three years in the NFL. If you can last longer than three years, you get your, you know, you get your pension after 10 you're taken care of. But at the same time, most people don't last that long. Yeah. Right? You're getting traded. And then there's all the business aspect of it, not even just the impact of it, right? Like, I'm curious to see where, uh, you know, Ray Lewis is going to be. You know what I mean? You look at James Taylor and things like that that are like, those dudes are going to go off the wall. And the one person that you can look at right now, which is Junior Seau, which is like our generation of people that we grew up watching. Or at least I did. I don't know if you yeah. guys are big football fans, but yeah. he's, he's that one that ended up offing himself down you know because of the mental instability that tends to happen down the line but it was was there really interesting to me is they were thinking you get 10 percent of the parents telling their kids no you're not playing football anymore they're gonna start losing so much money because that's the future of that of that program of that franchise right however there was an interesting conversation about it's not so much about like yeah football's bad for you so is smoking cigarettes like surgeon general warning if you play football you're gonna get fucked up right something along those lines but almost it's like a gladiator sport it's not gonna go anywhere it's just mm. being aware that look you choose to do this type of sport don't you know call a spade a spade you know what i mean it's not baseball yeah, right? i mean yeah. people aren't gonna stop watching boxing and ufc right because yeah. they, they want to see that action they want to see two freakish athletic people bash each other in because that's short of watching him stab each, stab each other in an arena right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and at the same time like and that's the point it's it comes down to being more of a gladiator sport at that point instead of this like super finesse type of um sport like i mean baseball is a great example of that you know what i mean it's uh very 
elegant in the way that it's played, a little bit slower paced for me personally, but at the same time, it's not as impactful as something like football, where you're getting dudes that are running almost 30 miles an hour at a full sprint and then nailing you in the face. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's interesting to think about the future of life. But the movie really just kind of talked about that whole world, which was like, damn. You know what I mean? Did they have to change the names of the teams for the movie? You know what? They didn't. Really? That they, was that was what was surprising, and I was noticing, is how much the NFL is a part of it. They're not so... like Well, because like you can't... You can't sell your mattress sale that you have going on this weekend with the Super Bowl sale. You have to call it the big game sale. Right. And yet you have this movie that's talking about like probably the greatest sin the NFL has ever committed. And they just have like um, Luke Wilson standing in front of that NFL curtain. like As so- Roger Goodell, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, so the I listened to a podcast with the, if you guys haven't heard of the director's notes, which is great because it's basically a podcast where they bring on directors talking to other directors about the movies that they just did. The director ended up saying that they were able to get away with using NFL uh, logos and names and things like that because under the um, basically if they're making a movie about science, which this one is rooted around the science of everything, they can use factual knowledge and they're protected by that. Because I knew there was uh, uh, discussions and debates and negotiations and stuff behind. I just didn't know where it landed. Yeah, it's. Um, I know NFL didn't, wasn't really super thrilled no, about this movie no, getting no, made. They, I mean, they've spent millions upon millions of dollars to keep this stuff as quiet as hell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but this movie needed to come out. Sure. You know, because I mean, looking at looking at the guys that I played with, a lot of them came from low poverty, you know, areas, things like that, and they come in, they get a good education, they get to play football. I mean, I, my mentality, we can, I can, we have a whole podcast about Division One athletics and athletics in general in college. But at the same time, they're getting a good opportunity to play, but they're not really aware of the risks down the yeah. line. Like, after I watched that movie, I'm like, fuck, dude, I played a lot of football. <laughs> like, a lot of football with some big bastards. And I'm I'm a little worried myself, like, 10, 15 years down mm. the line. Yeah, and they'll never tell the story about the dude who's on the practice squad who's taking yeah, take just, the same just as licks, many man. hits, yeah, exactly. you know? Mm-hmm. But, could, but he's not a big name and nobody knows him, so they could kind of write it off and keep it hush. Totally, exactly. I mean, and the irony is, like, those practice squads, dudes, they, they work just as hard as those NFL, and they're just as good. Yeah. You know how hard it is to get on an NFL practice squad? They get paid bank, too, man. Yeah, you can make a living off of that. Totally. There's I have friends that are doing do their that. whole career just going practice, practice squad to practice, practice squad, squad, man. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I got a handful of friends that did that. You know, they went with the Bills and the Jets and... All over, you know what I mean? And they, you know, trying to try to play the game, try to play the game. But, you know, the overall feel is to get that rush when you run. I'm telling you, man, there is something about there's so so much beauty when you get to run out on a field and there is 90,000 people screaming. You know what I mean? And you're surrounded playing football around that many people. That's the rush you're working for yeah. every single practice. The same thing with with an actor, same thing with a comedian, same thing with a performer. It's the same fucking thing. That's the rush that they're looking for. And that's mm-hmm. where all the beatings kind of come through kind of on the same vein as like a comedian they're really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're working that rush and then mm-hmm. after they're done they're re trying to trace yeah. that rush and then it's yeah, to yeah. an extreme so interesting movie nice. i'd recommend it <laughs> how is luke wilson as roger goodell you know what to be honest with you i i didn't have one way over the other about it because his part in the whole entire movie was so minimal like okay. it probably came in at the midpoint of the film and you didn't you only saw him in little sprints like very little you probably saw him on the tv for a few seconds but Nothing, nothing too crazy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. Chris? Well, I'll go ahead and try to lighten this bitch up. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the new Blue Mountain State Rise of Thadland movie. just came out February 2nd. 
from it's a movie based on the show. Yeah. Show? Yeah. Really? Did you guys ever watch the, uh, the I show? Did. Blue yeah. Mountain State? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so oh, they went, well, I was they went full fan. entourage. They went full it entourage. It was way better than like, I just saw the entourage movie too. I was like, fuck it. You might as well just watch it. And it was just like two hours of entourage. entourage. Um, but this was good. This this was something else. And I'm a big fan of the show and I've missed it. Since Did it have the off. dude from Smallville in the movie too? What dude? They had everyone who's like almost ever been on the show. Well, like the the Clark's like friend that bounced after I think three seasons. Who does he play in Blue Mountain State? I didn't really I watch know, Smallville. I, I, are I you mad because I, no I didn't idea. watch Smallville? Yeah. He's like, I he's thought I, no, he's mad. I thought I like, knew what? you. You can't identify the one black guy in Smallville on the football yeah, show? That's right. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you guys ever been on a football a, team? <laughs> I have. Did, did you did you notice a lack of black players? <laughs> <laughs> I did growing up in Michigan. Uh-huh. But anyway, um <laughs> anyways, it was it was fucking hilarious. Um it took it to the level where I felt that the show always wanted to be but it couldn't because it was on Spike. Yeah. But they just went fucking nuts. I remember did Spike I, air it? Yeah, it was on Spike. Interesting. Yeah, um hilarious and it was 2 hours long. Uh, but it didn't feel like, oh, fuck, this is just two hours of the show. Like the Entourage movie felt, it felt like, <laughs> oh, this is different. It's creative. It kind of veered off from the show, but still maintained what it was and what you loved about it. Um, and I recommend watching it if you guys want a good laugh. It was hilarious. Did it feel like National Lampoon style stuff? Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what it felt like to me when I watched the show. Right, yeah. You know, so my assumption is kind of campy like that. You know what I mean? Didn't the actor who played the mascot and the in the show isn't that the creator of the show? I thought he is yeah. one of the co-creators uh-huh. of it. Yeah, um, Roman Romaninsky, I think is I his think name. So. Yeah, uh, you just see him on Drunk History. I think he he wrote for uh, How I Met Your Mother. I think he was a writer on that show. Oh, I didn't know nice. that. Interesting. Um, but yeah, after he, after he Blue had Mountain like State, right? thirteen minutes of uh, his dick for on on screen. It was amazing. And if you watch Seven Days in Hell. Uh, the HBO thing they did with Andy Sadberg. I want um, to so bad. Is it good? It's so and Kit oh. Harrington. He has a lot of dick time in that too. So, <laughs> man, check out uh, he's, that dude's dick IMDb page. He's like <laughs> the Lena Dunham of dude's dicks. And I saw his balls on Drunk History. God, Jeez, this guy got he is going super on, proud of his. He's genitalia. a sack chaser. He's like, let's see these things. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know what? I got it. I'm gonna flaunt it. And I ain't mad at you, man, but watch the movie. It's hilarious. Fair enough. He plays Craig Shiloh. Oh, the, shit. The, the Smallville guy? The Smallville guy oh, plays okay. Craig Shiloh. Do you know that character? Shiloh? Do you have, yeah, a, you do have, have a, picture? a picture of him up? Um, How did you not watch Smallville? Who are you? I didn't watch Smallville, man. What the Smallville? You know what Smallville? I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I don't fucking watch Smallville. Yeah, I'm not a big Superman guy. No, I. I <laughs> you could not watch Smallville. Smallville's... Weird. If you watched seasons eight and nine, you'd be okay. Good. Went eight and nine <laughs> seasons, dude. No, went, no went, I hate this conversation that. every time. Most people are like, "Did you? You didn't see that show?" You're like, "No, I didn't watch that show." You're like, "Well, you know what? You just got to wait till season seven. And I'm like, "If I didn't get into the season one, I'm not going back to it at season seven. <laughs> yeah, I dude, promise just watch you. Just wait till season, season eight, thirteen. Man. It's gonna get good. No, well, with Smallville, they like had a complete creative overhaul. Yeah. Like at the end of the seventh season, like. A uh, bunch of characters left. Um, the original creators left, and they like finally started making it more Superman. Like it was way more like 
Clark Kent doesn't know what to do with his powers, and uh, oh, I'm yeah. trying to have it all. Like it, that's what the first it was seven the CW's were. Clark Kent show. But I mean, basically. the Flash. Don't is shit good. on this. Don't shit on CW, man. This the was, Flash <laughs> is fucking awesome, yeah. dude. I will. I will shit on the Don Ostroff's version of CW all day long because yeah. she killed that network until recent. Until she left, and the new leadership has been amazing with it. Yeah, but dude, she was like Supergirl. Have you checked out now, right? uh, Supergirl and the Flash? Supergirl CW. They're crossing or, or CBS, I mean. Oh, my bad. Supergirl's on CBS, but yeah, Arrow's on CW and then Legends of Legends has been better than Arrow. Really? Yeah, there's been three episodes and I like it better than the That's whole awesome. season of Arrow so far. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I saw The Revenant multiple times. Nice. Multiple, multiple times. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, all my friends are like, dude, I saw The Revenant. It was great. I'd never see it again. You saw it multiple times. I've seen it three times. Jesus Christ! It's so good. It's better the second time because it is. It you fought you. I saw it in the theater and you feel kind of his experience through the whole thing and it's grueling. But the second time you watch it, you're just you kind of know what's going to be coming up. So it's not as like Ugh, it doesn't take as much out of you. Mm. But it's just visually so beautiful. It's so well shot. the The setting is a character in it. Totally, and it's just. Oh my gosh! Is Leo so getting good. an Oscar? He better. I I feel like if he doesn't, the bear. If <laughs> if if he doesn't get it, I feel like he should just retire because I have very rarely seen an actor go as far as he did. Just you know, in every way. As you shouldn't retire because you didn't get it. No, I'm award. just saying he's never gonna fucking get it, it if it he took, doesn't get it for this. It took Scorsese until to the say. departed. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna it's say like, like Scorsese's well into what's almost eighty now. Yeah, yeah. It took him to the departed to get yeah. his fucking. Oscar. But yet um, everyone bullshit. considers Goodfellas a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, right? you know what right. beat Goodfellas that year? Dances with Wolves. What yeah, the no, shit is that? So that approves awards. That's aren't white everything. guilt. That's why it's white <laughs> guilt gave them that fucking Oscar. Seriously. It was like, oh, sorry guys, sorry it's for the so, Indians. It's so horrible. <laughs> Except it stars white guilt. I know, but that's the point. Though, is the saddest part about everything. I heard a you know I heard mean? a funny comment about Leo and the Oscar saying like, what if he never wins the Oscar, and then when a biopic is done about Leo. The actor for that wins an Oscar. Oh my god! I'm like that would be. That's not amazing. feel too bad. Is that Inception or not? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but also Leonardo DiCaprio. He's making millions of dollars, banging hot chicks, fucking owns everything you he's can like ever imagine. He's like the quintessential bachelor, right? You know what yeah. I mean? like, so don't feel like George Clooney sold out. Here's yeah. the sad part though: but he's he chasing a little gold man. Like yeah. he has <laughs> everything. You know what mm. I mean? And he's just like, but that little gold man, I yeah. need him. Be funny if you find out he hires and fucks male midgets <laughs> named Oscar. <laughs> he spray paints them in gold. Them gold. <laughs> just cuddle in bed with me for tonight. No sex. I just want to hold you. <laughs> I mean, Lay as rigid as point. humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> Here, hold this bat that I've spray painted gold. <laughs> <laughs> but just prostrate down to you like this. Oh, man. One thing that I finally jumped on board and started watching was Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'd never seen that before. That's a good show. And it is recently. That's awesome cast, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of you can tell it's a Mike Sure show because like almost all the characters are Parks and Rec hybrids, like of like two different characters. um, Where it's like uh, I'm trying to think. So Jerry's split up into two guys. Yeah, like the the two um, Pitchcock. Yeah, and and Scully. Scully. Yep, exactly. And I feel like Andy Samberg's character is Leslie Nope mixed in with uh, Andy. So, like, the good competence of his job, but yet with, like, the boyish sense of humor. I feel like everything's kind of, like, very Parks and Rec. Like, season two Parks and Rec. I think I heard it gets better the next season. 
But I thought it was pretty funny. Brooklyn Nine Nine or yeah. Parks and Rec? Yeah, Brooklyn yeah. No, Brooklyn Nine Nine is like they get out the gate. Like they 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 are the one Mike sure sort of show as opposed to The Office and Parks and Rec where they don't need to have a reboot after mm-hmm. the first like Season. six episodes. Yeah. yeah so they but it was they, great. I think it's yeah. Great. No, Brooklyn Nine Nine hilarious. Uh, Andre Brower is like the funniest guy on that show. He's Ron. Obviously, but yeah, he's super great. But even like more Ron than Ron, like he's a oh, if if Ron Swanson was a robot, and it's hilarious. What kills me about that show? There's so many one-off lines that just are even funnier than the whole episode. I don't know if you guys remember, but once again, I just saw it, so I remember there's an episode where uh, Andy and um, Joe Latrulio go to Terry's like house and sees the little girls and stuff, and like we have to protect him. Because they're terrified he's going to get hurt in the line of fire or whatever. Mm. And, like, that's the whole episode is kind of at the end. Terry's like, you know, like, don't protect me. You know, like, I can do my job or whatever. And they finally, like, agree, like, you're right. We won't be paranoid about protecting your life and everything. And then at the end, uh, Terry gives gives Andy, like, a picture that the his daughters drew for him as, like, a thank you for protecting his dad or their dad. And he's like... Why would you show me this? And that was like the very end of the episode. <laughs> like that's amazing. So well, it's, it's a great funny. Show. Yeah, it's a great show, and also like so, because Andy's. I would not have imagined Andy Samberg could have done this from SNL. Like just the his, totally his natural sense of humor and what he does with the Lonely Island. Like does not really necessarily lend itself to narrative storytelling like this. What roast did he do before 99 premiered? Oh, it was, Bill, it was the James Franco roast. Right. Uh, Everyone on that panel shit on him like, oh, you got a show on Fox where you play a detective? That's going to get fucking canceled, dude. <laughs> yeah. <no problem>. Everyone <laughs> who came up shit on him, and it's been a fucking hit, dude. Bill Hader had, had a great uh, line where he said, where he comes out like in characters like, Oh, Andy Samberg, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you play a funny cop. What's going to happen when you guys run out of uh, like graffiti artists and pickpockets? Episode 10, when the Brooklyn Nine-Nine solve a rape. It's like, <laughs> oh, I dropped the kit, rape kit, dorp a dorp dorp You know, I never really liked Samberg much. Um, the movie that did it for me was Celeste and Jesse Forever. Yeah, I heard really good things about Dude, that. Dude, I really like... After I watched that movie, I was like, all right, I guess I got the buy-in again. You know? Because what was the one he did, like Hot Rod and all that? So I'm yeah. like, Ugh. I turned that shit off. I was yeah. like, nope, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. finish this one. But Je- Celeste and Jesse Forever was a really unique comedy. And I was like, all right. I haven't seen much of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I've only seen like two episodes. Pretty damn funny, though. Yeah. I don't have much TV, though. (laughs) I don't watch a lot of TV. It's like an all-star cast. Like, it's... Yeah, it's pretty great. Everybody brings so much to the table. Shit, I gotta catch up, guys. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Just shit together and watch more TV, man. Jesus, (laughs) man. It's golden age out there. (laughs) Golden age of television. Let's right. fucking dig into this movie, Let's guys. Let's do it. We've, so, we've been putting it off. We've been, been, been it beating off. around it. Let's just fucking get into it. All right. Yeah. So, since this is now episode 20, this is the Counterpoint episode, and we watched 1997's spectacular film, Didn't Batman and Robin. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was being dry. Um, <laughs> Batman and <laughs> Robin. So, let's go around the table. This time, we'll go to Chris first. Uh, what did you think? And if you had to rename it, what would you rename it? Okay, well, obviously, I think it was a horrible movie. Um, Why do you have posters of it all over this place? 
It's ironic, okay? Okay, okay? I'm in North Hollywood. Ironic is the thing to be. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but no, it was it was corny. And, you know, when it came out in 1997, I was seven years old. And I really wasn't a fan of it. They made really cool toys. And yeah, that, that, that was like true. the best thing from this movie. It was the, all the toys that they put out for it. Even yeah. the toys had nipples, though. Yes. Toys had nipples. Yeah, they did. I don't. But they're small. They're smaller nipples <laughs> than on a screen. You watch it on. But uh, the funny part inch. to me is that it was made in China. You know, there's like a little Chinese dude just putting on little nipples in the mold. <laughs> just little ones. That was his job for that year. Checking if the nipples, nipples were authentic. All right, this toy's good. <laughs> this one's too high. Redo. <laughs> like you know, you got to even up the well, nipples. You like, <laughs> he comes. He comes home after work. Like I, I, I can't deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many nipples I had to put on today? <laughs> and I come home. I just want dinner ready for me. So many nipples. <laughs> or if he walks in and everyone in his family has like teeter totter nipples, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is what I know. This is real life. Not these vertical nipples that line up. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it, especially watching it now with the, the, my taste in superhero movies today. Um, I, I just didn't like it. I had it actually took me two sittings to to finish it. Like I watched because it's fucking two hours. Yeah, it's a long it's ass a movie. Long. And so I watched half of it, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a little break. I got shower up, man. Get it, get that, get that first half off of you. Smoke a joint. Okay, now your mind's ready. And then I watched the second half. Um, and if I were to rename it, I would call it Batman and Boners, because <laughs> basically. Poison Ivy is just getting dudes too horny to think throughout yeah. literally this entire like that's her power. It's so to get the blood rushing to their other brain. You're horny. Now listen to me. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just touch yeah. it and I'll listen to you. <laughs> like that's basically what it is. Even Bane, Bane, do this for me, and she'd give him a little touch. Yeah, Bane uh, monkey. Yeah. He was just like, uh, and then Robin. That was Robin's whole arc, where he didn't really get pissed off until he was getting cock block, or at least he thought yeah. he was getting cock block. That's enough, Batman. I'm not living in your shadow. You're just saying logical stuff because you're jealous that she wants me more. Right? It was. It was terrible. You just said you got stuck with El McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have Uma Thurman. <laughs> But he doesn't he get with Alicia Silverstone afterwards? Wasn't that like implied that they were gonna kind of yeah. hit it off? Uh, a little he, bit? There's a little yeah, I mean, that's Dick Grayson, Grayson. Dick Grayson, Barbara Gordon, not Wilson. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, in the comics, they're uh, they're together. So it's right, like, yeah. Gary. Uh well, I guess I'm on the other side. Like I loved it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, I guess I loved it for different reasons though. Like looking at it from like being older and stuff like that. I was around the same age, you know, when I first watched this damn movie. And I remember, like, going to the movie theater and watching it. I was like, this is awesome. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, for one. He's, like, one of my all-time favorite heroes, right? Outside of that, um, <laughs> I think it's just more nostalgic for me at the end of the day. You know right, what I'm sure. saying? Like, it is... It was intended not for a grown-up audience, right? It was not intended for us. It was literally intended to be sold for toys, for toys. and shit like that. Like, and they made it. There was a, there's something that I read where the director on, on set, he would never be really on set. He'd just have a bullhorn oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. off set and he was just like, remember, this is a movie. This is a cartoon. <laughs> like, that's all he would yell to everybody. So it's super Broadway-esque, you know what I mean? Which is Joel Schumacher's like... That's his thing. That's his thing, you know what I mean? And, well, it's tough to say that's his thing, though. True, oh. because you look at he, he did Lost Boys, he did Flatliners, Falling you know Down, I mean? Fall, exactly. Like some of those movies were really like foam, gritty, foam booth, 
Phone booth, exactly. Those movies were like really, really. So it's my gritty. go-to Schumacher film. Remember, phone, yeah. you're in a <laughs> yeah, phone right? booth. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know where the assassin is, <laughs> but it's keeping you out of quarters. <laughs> but I, I will tell you, I think the only reason why I really enjoyed this one is because this was the first movie that I fell in love with Uma Thurman because I wasn't old mm. enough to really watch Pulp Fiction. And then this was my first induction into that girl, and I fell in love. It worked. It worked for me. Um, and throughout the entire movie, I'm just like, oh, my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of that, you know, there's a lot of the, the stupidity between Batman and Robin's, like, relationships with each other, which I thought was really funny. It felt like the old Adam West, like, yeah, style yeah, totally. of, of that, but just extrapolated down the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he even says, like... Um, stupid catchphrases like they did in the original Batman, like Robin. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's just silly. But more, I don't know. I liked it for nostalgic purposes, though. Yeah. Well, what would you rename it if you had? Shit, I don't know. I don't Come back to me on okay. that. I got to think about it. Okay. <laughs> Trevor? Um, my notes are titled Why I Hate Batman and Robin. Um, <laughs> no, it's like a haiku. For me, for me, what you des- what you described is how I feel about Batman forever. Mm. Like I, I really, I still like believe Batman Forever is a, it's a, it's a pretty good Batman film. I like it. I like it way more than this one. Um, but yeah, this like I definitely agree. Like it's like the '60s Batman, but like gritty or right. like real, like real life. <laughs> like okay. yeah, more, more, sure. more, he did more. quotations. I don't know if you guys saw that yeah. listening. Yeah. Oh, listeners like, but, totally. <laughs> <laughs> more, more so than. Uh, like the Adam West Batman. That's mm-hmm. clearly like pop art insanity where no real person could exist. And this is sort of imagining what is the real day-to-day of like that Gotham City. Right. And so it's kind of crazy to see that, but it's also it's not a it's not boring to watch too. What? Like that's the thing about it. It may be bad and I may be having visceral reactions of what the hell is going on on screen, but it's His also face is like turning red right now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, it is awful. Uh no, but it's all it's not boring as opposed to um like the Fantastic Four, so we need to talk about how much that like it's, it used to be the worst comic book movie, and now Fantastic Four is. And wow, it's, I gotta see that. Um, but yeah, and so uh, yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's not also not something that you feel bored. It's not watching. the absolute worst. It's not the crazy the part worst. though. It's like they spent like 140 million dollars yeah. on making that movie, made like 240 million dollars. Yeah. Like it was a success oh, was for in sure. the chasm of or the canon of like comic Which is what book it was stuff. made for. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like it went out and this is what it was intentionally doing. Did you guys tell the difference when you guys were young kids? Sweet no. toys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were that market like, when we were growing up, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was made for kids, though I find it troubling that the <laughs> first 45, 50 seconds were just like dick junk shots, yeah, dick but, and shots, ass and shots. nips. Just like these two guys suiting up like, well, you didn't. I mean, he could have put on the boots without showing me his dick. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? To like the face. Or something. Even like, his was, ass, like they're like, yeah, oh, they George, like on this take, make it, make it jiggle a little bit, you know? Don't be so tight. <laughs> Here's what's funny about that is that is not in the beginning of Batman Forever. It still has the same sort of setup. What's so funny about like comparing these two movies is like, Schumacher had like a house style, like similar to Tim Burton. Um, and so it opens up with the same sort of like montage of putting on yeah, the gear. Sh- you know but what he, I mean? But he's like thing. still in the Michael, he doesn't have bat nipples in the first part. He's still like in the Michael Keaton Batman suit. But then when he puts on his other suit, it's nipples and ass shots. Like right. it's like Batman Forever is like the origin story of Batman and Robin. 
Right. Like this is how this is how Michael Keaton Batman became George Clooney Batman over the course of that movie. But it's yeah, it's so insane like how that changed and how now it's like all the nipples and all the ass shots and everything and even Barbara Gordon has the ass shots and her uncle made her costume for her. Yeah, and exactly. And still has weird... That's a little creepy for me. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> like... Alfred's the one who makes these I know suits. It's the weirdest part. Right. Like in the, st- in the in story in the universe, Alfred's the one who makes these suits. And Alfred, so either Bruce uh, Wayne's pushing this forward... How do I talk to you about this suit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't remember saying little, don't that... Don't you think it's a little too much nipple? Yeah. I mean, he's like, no, sir. <laughs> Alfred, why is uh, my suit assless? <laughs> Aerodynamics, sir. <laughs> It'll help when you fly. No, good, good man, Alfred. Yes, good boy, Bruce. So, what would you <laughs> rename? He walks away. <laughs> yes, good boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rename it uh, everybody else and Batman. Because Batman's like barely the focus. Everybody else is the focus of this movie. In the movie poster, <laughs> it's uh, Schwarzenegger on top as uh, Freeze. And then you have Batman and Robin on the sides, like a smaller mm-hmm. head. Yeah. And you got Ivy and Barbara at the bottom. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you know, it's still the 90s. You're still women. Cool it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's surprising that in a Batman movie, he doesn't get the, the but that's top a, That's the second that. time because uh, in that one, Schwarzenegger's top build before yeah, George Clooney. Yeah, $25 million. $25 million, six weeks worth of on set. That dude got paid yeah. for Mr. Free. But he's he's billed first, and then in the first Batman film, Nicholson was billed before Keaton. Gotta get stars. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they were bigger names. You should watch behind-the-scenes stuff with Schwarzenegger, like his 25 Oh, yeah. He's, like, smoking a cigar as he's talking about it. And it's so, oh, it's so funny because he's talking about, like, Oh, Mr. Freeze, he is a sexy character, and all these women are throwing themselves at him. It's just like... There was one woman that threw yeah. herself yeah, at yeah. him, and he was just like, no, I can't do it because my wife. Yeah. You know I'm mean? not into black girls, Vivica A. Yeah. Fox. That was <laughs> her one yeah. cameo just <laughs> randomly in there. Do you know what her name is? Miss B. Haven. Oh, that's nice. That's Vivica Fox's character, and B is B. Period. Sounds like so my new Star Wars Haven. Battlefront name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie is off. So, yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I saw it in the theater a little bit older, and I loved Batman Forever. So I was excited about this. I don't really. I recently saw it again. I don't really care for it, but I think that's more of. I think I would have liked it better if Schumacher had uh, what's his name who played Two Face, um, Billy D. Billy D. Williams. No, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Billy D. Williams. I thought you were saying having Billy D. Williams play him, because um, he was Harvey Dent in the first two. No, I just I I I guess I f- didn't like how the acting choice for that was to be like, see what Jim Carrey's doing, do that. Like I felt like he was way too campy as Two Face. I mean, I get it kind of went with the tone of it, but that kind of ruined that older experience for Batman Forever for this. But with Batman and Robin, when I watched in the theater, I just remember, like, um, my dream's dying. (laughs) I just watched it, like... He's like, like, all right, I'm 100% Superman No. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I guess it's just Spider-Man and Marvel for me. But um, did not like it at all. This time around, I had more fun watching it. Um, it's kind of like the Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme, where <laughs> oh, no, wait, where, no shit on that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, take that back. Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> where you're kind of like, what the hell? What the hell? 
what the, like halfway through the movie, you're like, oh, that's what they're doing. And you start to like, I don't know if it's Stockholm syndrome or what it is, but you start to like love it. Like with Street Fighter, I just love how halfway through the filmmakers are just like, I'm not going to provide any more reasons why they're in the costumes from the game. They're just in the costumes now. <laughs> like no reason Chun-Li should be in this outfit, but she's prisoner. So now she's in the Chun-Li outfit. No reason whatsoever. But which Ming I love Na. that movie. Ming-Na. Ming-Na. Agent Melinda May. More like Ming. Yes, am I right? You know, one thing about Poison Ivy's costume in this, why were the flowers she was wearing around her wrist fake? Like, I mean, if to, someone who loves plants and Mother Earth and then you're wearing fake Plastic flowers. flowers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's an art it's direction. I, I don't get why her it's gloves cheap, had think. fingernail polish. If a 16-year-old hey, girl whatever. can get a corsage for prom, we can get her some fucking flowers on her wrist. <laughs> <Right? laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, if I had to rename it, I would rename it the unambiguously gay duo. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Clooney said he, like I was reading up, Clooney said he played Batman gay. Oh, totally. Like when L. Like, McPherson was like confronting him about a relationship, like he just had no, even in front of people, it looked like he had no interest in her What whatsoever. actor would do that? Oh, yes, this Bruce Wayne character. I'm going to approach him as gay because that's clearly what he is. <laughs> Well, it's interesting to think, like, Joe Schumacher is openly gay. Like, oh, that totally, is exactly, yeah. like, flamboyantly, utterly in that world. So bringing that kind of campus type of um, structure to a film like this, it made tons of sense. Like, I didn't know that initially, but, like, doing some research and, like, digging into the director himself, like, you know, well, fuck, this makes sense. You know what I mean? This whole thing makes complete sense yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? The relationships between Batman and Robin the whole way, you know, they're, they're like an old married couple. You know what I mean? I can't, you can't trust me. You can't. By the way, knowing that Robin is spending Batman's money when he was trying to auction. Like, I'll borrow it from you. Yeah, exactly. He's like, one million, two million. You don't even have it. And he's like, I'll borrow it from you. Seven million dollars for Poison Ivy. I would he charged it. He did. <laughs> and oh. on the bottom, the expiration date says forever. <laughs> did you ever? Did you yeah, catch yeah, that a little bit? I thought which that was is also funny like as hell. what? What? How good is Batman's credit that he can just get that? Because I mean, my debit card just expires after five years just because security measures. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> do you guys notice the real tender kiss between uh, Bruce and Alfred? I did. He he got in there. Like, I mean, there's okay. All right, you did it. Thank you. But he he got like underneath. The ear oh, yeah. <laughs> when he went oh, to yeah. kiss him, like he he got real close and and then and then lifted up. I was like, oh, that was that was a tender ass kiss. It was a, that, that was the most intimate moment out of yeah. this entire movie. Oh, like totally. I got mild chubs, you know, from Uma Thurman, you know, dancing around in a monkey suit. But then when Bruce Wayne was telling Alfred, like, I love you, old man, and I was like, oh, so sweet. <laughs> it was so sweet. Just tell them how you feel, Bruce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Michael, Michael, I, it's bar none. Michael Go is the best Alfred. Yeah, he is Alfred. I'll, I'll go to bat for him against Michael Caine and uh, Jeremy Irons different and everybody Alfreds, else. Though I don't know. I I want Alfred to be like this. If they could have just written uh, Michael Caine this part, I would have been fine. Mm. I mean, I like. It's I mean, like Batman the animated series type Alfred. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so that's what's interesting about this is it kills the franchise and everything like that, but it's also like matches the tone of the the fantastical world that Batman exists in. And he didn't have to this is a world where you could believe that Ra's al Ghul is an immortal who has Lazarus pits and can be resurrected as opposed to the Christopher Nolan like it's just a name that's passed down and it's all trickery and it's all lies. 
and like <laughs> all that stuff and like completely like it's all real and it's like this is a guy who dresses up as a bat and fights crime it's not like i don't care about like how he's a military tact- tactician i want to see him fight crazy villains yeah and so it's interesting like it nails that sense of the comic and that sense of an adventure more than the christopher nolan ones ever oh did. easy I can see that. Can we can we at least talk about the sad excuse of Bane throughout this yeah. entire fucking movie? What the hell? I don't understand what they were Bane. thinking about making Bane just this like just a roid rage character. Dude, Bane in the comic books were was like the only person that could outsmart and outstrength totally. Batman. You know what I mean? Like and for him to just be this he was incredibly intelligent, Brute, you know and that's what, I mean? what made him like, so dangerous is because he was brains and brawn. It literally. And I mean, yeah, and like his backstory like is fascinating. South American fascinating. wrestler? Yeah. Bane, yeah. originally? Yeah. I don't even know how much of a wrestler he is. He just has the Luchino mask. I don't know if that comes from his backstory. I thought it did. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm just... But then they got some like tiny white guy who was like, yeah, I'm fucking Screech. And then they, they bulked him up, but yet they still put the kind of wrestler's mask on him. Right. And they use like the venom to like juice him up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, it was sad because if you, it was such a disservice to that character throughout the whole entire thing. You know what I mean? Well, and he, but it, I think what, why they would do that is because. A, I mean, it's completely Steve Rogers. They yeah. mentioned Super Soldier Serum yeah. and the whole thing. <laughs> right. It's like, well, Marvel should be like. But what was them what up. was the name of the of the evil alliance that was witnessing the United Nations? <laughs> 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 I want to see that movie. I want to see Batman fight the United, United Nations, Nations and fight an army of Banes. If we're gonna go crazy and campy. I want to see that story yeah. and not this weird Mister Freeze Poison Ivy team. That was set up for the next one they were gonna make after this because he says, and then our unnamed masked villain, our unnamed villain who bid on all the bane. Yeah, they never. Oh yeah, they were totally sowing the seeds for uh, Batman Unchained. This was like what's so funny is if this hadn't have failed, this would have predated. Dated the share like DC was totally trying to build a Marvel franchise. Yeah, he mentioned Superman in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. Both, both Schumacher films make mention of Superman. That I wrote that line down. Horrible, horrible way to start a movie. So, uh, Robin, works I want a car. Chicks dig the car. What the? Fuck? Anyway, and then Batman's like, "This is why Superman works alone." <laughs> like, are you serious, <laughs> <Little> George? <laughs> <Clark>? <laughs> This I, isn't even good, George Clooney. Either. No, no this is one night. He did not act <laughs> at all throughout this whole movie. His eyes outacted him throughout this entire movie. Yeah. Did you yes. guys see his yes. eyes every single time? There's always Constantly. like a looking and glinting and half smiling. He smiles. Yeah, he's, he's half, half smiling, smiling throughout the whole, the whole fucking movie. movie. I'm like, what are you, <laughs> you smiling about, Batman slash Bruce Wayne? <laughs> what do you find so smirky? It was like to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, you you farted and you you're the yeah. only one in the room that yes, knows it. And that's you're what it is. That's the, the fucking time, look he's doing. Man. That's literally what's happening the entire time. I don't get it. Throughout the whole fucking movie, literally. I feel like in the back of his mind, he's thinking like, and this is the script the studio proved on. <laughs> I think he's laughing at the lines that yeah. he's reading. He's like, yeah. 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 I can't believe. Still better than ER. Oh. <laughs> Do you know who the first choice was going to be? Wasn't it like a Baldwin brother? Billy Baldwin. Yeah, dude. That was <laughs> that, that and Dave Dave uh, Duchovny. No, Duchovny. Really? Oh, Duchovny? Duchovny, yeah. He was, he Young was up Duchovny, he's got, he's got a look to him. Yeah. That if you told me he was Bruce Wayne, I'd be like, all right. All Let's right. see how this sure goes. Sure fucks like Bruce Wayne, I tell you that. <laughs> 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 I can imagine 
older Bruce Wayne oh, becomes shit. a sex addict, like, and then yep. just becomes Californication. Oh, that's good. <laughs> like the way after he <laughs> retires, he's like, "I've been putting this off my whole adult life. Let's do this." How people oh, were joking shit. that. Uh, um, Breaking Bad is a prequel to Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. Yep. Batman Forever would be his prequel to Californication. There we go. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of shitty stuff in this script, but there was really good Batman line. Um, and it came from Alfred when he was laying in before he got smooched. Um, <laughs> where he was telling him, um, your parents and your life was taken from you by chance and by evil at such a young age where you've dedicated your whole life to trying to stop that. To stop chance and to stop death. But death is not a loss. Loss is fighting for what you believe in. Um, he says, and that that's what it is. That's what you stand for. And I was like, well, that, that's a good Batman yeah. mythology line. Man, I tell you, there were it was infuriating because there were certain moments in this film where I'm like, so like a little bit of heart was put into it. So I feel like, man, there was a draft where there was so much more like thought and caring put into this. And I feel like a lot of that was rained away because it's like, well, that doesn't sell toys. Right. Because there are certain moments. Like toyetic. Even, toyetic is the word that they use for toyetic. the film this is. Trev, weren't you saying that originally in the script they killed off oh, yeah, Bruce yeah, Wayne's yeah. girlfriend? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was originally. Uh, like, as far as, the, I don't know if they filmed it or not. I thought they did, um, but I don't remember exactly. But they were going to have Poison Ivy kill off Elle McPherson. Wow. Um, as like, opposed to her being in those two random ass scenes. Yeah. yeah. That could have been a sexy gaff fight, though. Oh, it would have been, been nice. Sexy gaff fight. What was like going to happen? But judging by Clooney's acting, when she died, he'd probably be like, mm. all right. Thanks, God, that's out of my life. Has anybody <laughs> seen Robin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's all covered in goo. <laughs> oh, you're all gooey, did, aren't you, Did Robin? you? It's, did, he gets tossed into that vat of jizz, doesn't he? And yeah. Like, <laughs> Joker jizz is what that <laughs> thing was. Man, I'm like, Wow. I kind of wow. got some uh, some Red Hood vibes from that one yeah, when he's uh, doing the fucking cheesy ass motorcycle races and he has on the red helmet. I was mm. like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then one when he gets flipped into a vat, kind of like how Joker falls into the vat and becomes himself. So I was thinking maybe there's some Red Hood things there. No, nah, just yeah. no, just to, an excuse to cover Robin and Goo. <laughs> so kind of so coming back to uh, just how campy and bad the writing was throughout this whole thing. I want you guys to understand that the writer of this movie was also the writer of A Beautiful Mind that won an Oscar, right? So for me, it, it had to be studio meddling. Because yeah. oh, you know totally. that this dude could write. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're just like, can you make this more funny? Are you talking about Akiva? Yes. Yeah. So as, for me, it's just one of those things where like, I think all these people, this is a great film to look at from like what the Fantastic Four had to deal with with all the studio meddling, right? I don't know if uh, the studio meddling made it the way that it is completely, but I think it had a lot to do with where the storyline went and the campiness of the entire film. Yeah, but I feel like if if a comic book movie is sort of fucking up, it's mostly because studi- too much studio interference. Where sure. they're like, no, this is the a demo that we need to approach, or oh, this is hot right now, so you have to inject this into the script. Because I've never heard of a story where... Oh, the director and the writer said fuck off to the studios and went and made their movie and brought it back and it was shit. Yeah, that's right. never the case. So that's right. that's kind of what happened though with Fantastic Four. Is the and only also, difference with but the also new one. what happened with like Avengers Age of Ultron and like all the stuff that they had that's that very read and yeah. like left because of all the studio meddling and then the guy who directed Thor, he said he left because post-production the studio just took it over and just started adding And that's why Edgar in. Wright wasn't super happy with how Marvel wanted to give him notes on Ant-Man. 
right? Because he was the one that initially was he wrote the first. Yeah, it, right? he was the director, and he kind of walked away. Um, right. But I will say with Fantastic Four, because in the past Fox had been very had been criticized a lot as the studio that gives a shit ton of notes. They actually, with this one, tried to not give notes until like things went off the rail with Trank. Right. And actually, that movie is more of Trank's vision than the studio. The studio tried to come in kind of like at the end when they sort of kind of fired him quietly yeah. to try and salvage whatever. But pretty much that whole movie was just about done before the studio meddled with it. Mm. So that was one case where pe- where even like people in Hollywood is like, maybe notes are good sometimes, guys. Yeah. But because they were criticized so much by other people, they kind of let them do their own thing with that film. I was really even looking forward to the Fantastic Four. I was too. Like, I loved Fantastic Four. Like, there was the superheroes that I loved growing up was like The Thing and The Hulk, which were like the main ones for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they came out with the new one, that Michael Chiklis is the thing, meh, you know what I mean? So I was kind of curious to see how it was kind of reinvented, and I was so disappointed. Yeah. That was horrible. Dickless awesome. thing? Yeah. Like, they're calling him Thing, and it's some ironic name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thing. Like, yeah, shut up. So <laughs> You know, I lost it. My question, going back to Batman and Robin, is have they fought Mr. Freeze before? No. No. Well, the they call so it, there's did, a new villain calling himself Mr. Freeze, So do they, do they always have ice skates in their boots? That's what I was wondering. I'm like, are they <laughs> See, this prepared is, for everything? But this is like, I mean, if you just want to go late night skating with your partner. I mean, this kind of reminds me, Gotham. reminds me going back to like the Atomos Batman. It reminds me of shark him repellent. having the shark repellent. Yeah. Uh, you got to be prepared. Yeah. Batman's prepared for every single contingency plan. That's what the utility belt's for. Yeah. yeah. yeah but he's not very much the skates? detective and brilliant fighter that he is in the comics and in other movies. Yeah, yeah, no, he is not a detective in this one no. whatsoever. No. But he's just like an adventurer, and I have so much money, I'm going to spend it on my suits, and I'm going to put skates in this one. <laughs> well, I think well, it makes sense that Batman would have skates in those things because it does snow in Gotham. You know what I mean? Like, so if if Gotham was in California, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> you Just know? in case there's crime in the middle of a frozen yeah, lake. Exactly. I got you. I got this right. But I mean, it makes sense that he's prepared with that. Or how different Batman and Robin would have been if he had those, or uh, Batman Returns would have been if he had those skates on. That's true. Now, obviously, he learned the lesson from the Penguin. The Penguin exactly. Gotta have skates ready. It's it could, like shit. What if What if a villain comes around on Christmas and I'm just have to plod through and it's just exactly. Like, I think he learned his lesson. Prepared. (laughs) And they didn't care about physics whatsoever in this movie. Like when Robin jumps from the rocket and he's like, like flying, like totally vertical. Uh I'm like, yeah, their their wire work was horrible. But the worst, the worst thing, which is just like a big fuck you to gravity, was when Freeze got his gun knocked out of his hand. And then it landed on top of the statue's forehead. <laughs> like but it, it was just like landed in the middle of the forehead, not on top, not on the bridge of the nose, in the middle of the fucking forehead. <laughs> it just hung there. And just stayed. Yeah, it just <laughs> stayed there. Like it was cliffhanging right on the fucking rock the whole yep. time, dude. Oh, like, yeah, it's you, can, you know they had to like edit out like wires. They had to go, nah, we got to color correct. You could definitely see those wires. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just reshoot it. Nope. I like the movement of it, (laughs) but the wires take you out of it. But it's so funny because the animated series was on around the same time, and I'm just like, man, the animated series cares more about physics than this movie does with actual people. They they had to have been watching the animated series because that's Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze's origin didn't 
match what it is in this movie. And that was created five years ago in the Batman animated mm-hmm. series by Paul Dini. Yeah. Like that's like so they had to have seen it. Yeah. It's impossible for them not to. Right. Right. And um, and his story his or or like he has a very sad story in this movie. <laughs> Except mm-hmm. in this one, because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's a doctor and a two-time Olympic decathlete. I fucking... Yeah, dude, right? when they said that, I was like, Jesus Christ. That is ridiculous. You cannot be both. He's one of the smartest minds in the world. And also, he was the linebacker at Ohio State. Like, come on, man. That's, that's not true. And yet you still need Bane? Yeah, and right. And you still need Bane to be in this, too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like how Freeze was just fucking tossing people around and shit. Like, come on, man. That's, I'm just like, where does fucking he find scientist. time? Where does he find time to work out and be that buff, you know, as he's trying to figure out how to dethaw his wife? You know? I mean, he's probably just wearing all that heavy stuff, so he's gonna let's keep it in shape. Seriously, <laughs> they're saying that costume was like seventy five pounds. Jesus, running around in that thing. The costumes I heard were pretty gnarly. The costumes were like fifty pounds, Batman and Robins, and there was like a forty pound. Well, those are those are thick rubbers. <laughs> there was a there was an article that I read where Clooney was basically saying like it got it took so long to get in and out of those costumes that there was at least one occasion where he pissed in. Yeah, it. yeah. I read that. He was like, "Screw this." Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> That's why he's not acting well. He's like, I just—he's pissing I, the whole yeah. time in every shot. I got piss in my suit. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'm hate to be that costume suit. girl. That okay? Can you clean George Clooney's suit Fuck, again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he shit in it this time. Jesus Clooney. Christ! It's like a baby's diaper. Oh, <laughs> brutal. Change me. But I just—it's like Freeze's backstory in this movie is so very like tragic and sad, and it's like. But yeah, he can't stop delivering puns all the goddamn every time. single time he With showed everything? up or left or was talking. There was a cold pun, but yeah. he didn't. Everything. He didn't play it sad until the end. He was like, "Batman, kill me like you killed my wife," and then um, he's like, "Well, I didn't kill your wife. Oh, I'm not sad anymore." But the yeah. whole, uh, the whole, Take the rest of, of the movie, he called he's me in like, the morning. I'm evil. I love being evil. I'm doing evil plans. Oh, it's awesome. Like I make all my people. You're watch not even doing it for Christmas your wife movies. at that point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that was the funny. I'm Mister Freeze. Get it? Like, sing, sing. Like dude, you're not even doing this for your wife. You're doing it for your fucking weird ice fetish ego. And how big of a dick can he be? Like he's literally freezing them, feeding them frozen dinners. They're all sitting there with this. <laughs> they better you know be I mean? getting paid like, well. If we I'm can't like, afford a microwave, freeze. For- Jesus. Yeah. Why would you sign up for this? <laughs> why right? would he just like order out? Like, why does he keep a gang of fucking TV dinners in there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like I that. got them on sale at Costco. <laughs> All the villains, like in this show, they had like their themed hideouts. Like Joker would have crazy stuff yeah. going on. The Riddler would have all like they all have their henchmen dressed up like them. Frosty, his his right hand man was Frosty. Yeah, who he killed, by the way. Well, I mean, Joker killed. Uh, this is like them trying to go back to the one. Joker, oh, right? Yeah. He even, kills Bob. Even yeah. the creation of Poison Ivy was pretty much the creation of Catwoman and Batman Returns. Yeah, that's true. The crazy boss pushing her into something, and then she transforms. Same thing. And she's even really awkward and weird at the beginning, like Michelle right. Pfeiffer was, and really uh, mousy. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger falls into a vat of chemicals that changes him. Yep. I mean, it's so. definitely doing that. But yet, Uma Thurman comes out being like freaking Julie Newmar. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I, I got that vibe from her performance. It was very grandiose, old ass. Um, what was her name? Kitka in in the Batman oh, 60s Miss Kitka? movie. Miss Kitka. Miss Kitka. Just very vampy. She was just nonstop vampy this whole movie. Yeah. 
the best villains that I saw, or I don't want to say villains per se, but like the when she comes in to find the uh, her new lair, those dudes are scarier than any of the they other. Look fucking tight, that neon <laughs> dude, eyes, yeah, dude, they're all shit, glowing man. in a dark light, dude. Those guys look dope. They can't fight for shit, yeah. but they were dope. Did you? Oh god, a lot of them fighting you hear like a whap, boom. But when uh, they threw their those guys, they threw their chains around Bane, and then Bane kind of whipped him. And it was like, woo! Yeah. <laughs> they let it, I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck me. These guys could have been so cool, and now they're reduced to a fucking whimsical sound effect. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to think, though, like, what is the process to be a henchman? You know, like, how do you choose? who? What henchman would you guys have been if you guys were in this world? Riddler. Riddlers? Why? Because he's just all about the riddles. He's not going to murder me for no reason. I feel that's you want to find the person who's not going to fly off the handles. Like Joker, no. Yeah, Joker kills his friends. Like I'm, no. Yeah. Um, Mr. Freeze is so cold. Poison Ivy, I don't care about the planet that much. Uh, maybe Catwoman. Catwoman I was going to say nice. Catwoman for Catwoman me would be dope. Nice. Only just for the hope to see a little bit of side boob. Yeah. You know, I'd go with Two Face. Obviously, a heavy drinker. Probably has uh, parties really hard. Yeah, probably has like card games and hookers. But you're and one stuff coin flip away. Like, can you win yeah, but that, that 50, many 50 coin flips? You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get shot in the face, or I'm gonna have the best party night of my life. Right. That's like going Dan. to Vegas. You get a 50 50 chance of coming back alive. You're like, fuck. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take those odds. Yeah. Why you know didn't Barbara have a British accent? God damn it! God damn it, that fucking bugged me <laughs> <laughs> so much. Oh, I, I just came back from England. Like, no, you fucking <laughs> did it. You were going to school there. Uncle England, Alfred, Wisconsin? It's, yeah, like, right. it's also like you could theoretically, you could be like an American and you're sent off to school in England. Like, no, 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 no. But it's like, but Alfred's English. Like, they stated she family's... lives in England. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, where she's like, from. What but the she's... fuck? <laughs> First of all, this is the worst Commissioner Gordon ever, right? Yeah. I he was horrible. So I but get he was the maybe. only commissioner that's been in all four of the movies, though. Right. He was the, like one of the sole characters besides Alfred that's been in all. And of them. by this point, he's just like, you know what? There's so many super freaks who can't stop fucking just Batman. You do it. You deal. <laughs> he was with so that. I just pissed off too when he's like, you didn't catch him. What the yeah. fuck? You slipping, Batman? We were, he was he's like, like first of all, yeah, he's like, <laughs> there was a big ass switch in Freeze's lair where it said hot and, and freeze. <laughs> and they, they turned it on hot, so they were walking around. He's like, oh, how do I take all these people out? Oh, this light switch right next to me. Boop. Yeah. Oh, my lungs. It's like 65 in here. I'm going <laughs> to fall to the ground. And then, he, and then Commissioner Gordon gets up and was like, what the fuck, Batman? You let him get away? Where the fuck were you at, Gordon? <laughs> I was looking for my scarf. It was super chilly in there. <laughs> God damn it. You could tell that they wanted to have um, what's-his-face in the series when they had like the the random officer who was always with Commissioner Gordon. Like, oh, we got to we got to call the Batman. Like, he has the like, mm. super thick Irish accent, like beat cop. I forget what his name is. But you could tell like that's what they wanted. Like, that sort of tone. Like, Commissioner Gordon just... Gets on the phone and calls Batman with the red phone or shoots the bat signal up. It's like it's probably like O'Shaughnessy or, or O'Malley or something. O'Malley. Patrick O'Malley. O'Malley. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so insane. Like how, like Batman's just a deputized cop. He's just a cop in this, pretty much. Who, and he he has the full backing of Gotham. He is nobody, the cop. He is the sheriff of town. Yeah, and so it's like when we get something that they can't handle, 
then they'll, Which they'll call Batman. practically everything. Also, everything. <laughs> literally. Bruce Wayne was putting on a, a, a ball and... The Wayne off Diamonds. His, yeah, obviously his Wayne Diamonds right. doesn't show up. But ba- Batman Batman's here. Batman and Robin are listed as the special guests. So they somehow got a hold of Batman... Confirmed he was gonna be there, <laughs> RSVP, and, and, and put, put him it, on the invitation. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like you shouldn't be able to communicate with Batman that much. <laughs> There's no, you should not. Maybe he'll show up. I don't know. But it's just like it's insane. This world, how dumb they are. They, <laughs> nobody put two and two together. No, at all. Well, Bruce Wayne is a mysterious guy. The thing I liked about the Alfred family is his brother's name is Wilfred. And so it's Alfred and Wilfred. And so they just, like, it seems their parents have this, like, trend of, like, a specific naming scheme for all their kids. I thought that was very strange. What's another Fred we can... (laughs) (laughs) Clifford. Clifford. My buddy, his, like, the reason I know that, my buddy, his, uh, he's Clifford, his brother's Bradford, and uh, Wilfred. There you go. I got one better for you. I got a buddy of mine. His name is Ray, and his twin brother's name, Raynard. (laughs) <laughs> Ray and Raynard. Ray and Raynard. I'm like, your parents are just fucking lazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Ray first one comes out, Nerd. they're like, Ray. And then the next one, oh shit, there was another one in uh, Raynard. Let's just go with that. <laughs> you know? Is Raynard the smarter one? <sighs> I don't know. I, I see what you did. I've there. never <laughs> met <laughs> Yeah. So, so Alfred wanted to track down his brother so his brother could tend to Robin and Batman, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Alicia Silverstone, please deliver this to my brother, but don't look at Wink. it. Whatever you do, do not. It has secrets on it. Pinky swear, you're not going to look at it. Next scene. Next scene. Fuck that. <laughs> She's opening it up. What? Okay. And well, then she what shows she down there. Oh, I knew die. you'd come down here, Barbara. <laughs> I made a suit for you, complete with nipples. How did Alfred know? How did he know his niece? Was a badass bitch like that. How how he's Alfred. far in advance he's, did she did he do all that shit before she even came out there? Yeah, exactly. That's, like, when we do I mean? the whole uh, how would like who would you cast and how that I have a way better way that that could play out and that it would make sense. Suppose like oh hey yeah they kicked me out of England for drag racing. Like <laughs> oh god. Okay, Barbara, you got it. And you're a badass. Sure, tail lights. <laughs> I have to mention the most realistic. Um, sequence in this film was the emergency hatch surfing because falling from that height with you know surfing on metal you're not gonna fucking die or anything with that right the only only person who had like prepared was freeze he had wings (laughs) metal wings (laughs) i don't understand how those work they didn't even flap or anything like those will not you are not gliding right (laughs) you are you are are falling you are fast And yet he uses like his freeze gun to just spray down and then lands. Doesn't stop his momentum at all. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm going to turn this wood into ice and then it'll soften the cushion. Yeah. It doesn't even go like the fall knee. Like just lands feet planted. Or didn't it like spiral Slowly too. Didn't it just like he like slowly landed or whatever? Yeah, yeah, somehow the mist lifted him up. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody catch the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, bit where he's like Cowabunga yep. when he was because he's surfing, man. That's what surfer oh, dudes man. do. That whole thing, I'm like, nope. You'd all, you'd all die Stop. like really badly right now. Really you're not, bad. you're not surfing metal doors. How and much of a dick was Batman too? Like Robin saved his ass. Like yeah. literally, Robin saved his ass. He was like, I thought I told you to go. <laughs> Why'd you with the, you know, with the diamond and this and that. And he's just like, dude, 
fuck you, bro. Like, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, right. You know you're know I mean? you're going to die in space right now. You, <laughs> right. you did everything you could to get caught up by Freeze. Like, Freeze knocked him out. He fell down. He crawled back up. Freeze knocked him out again and then froze his hands to the thing. Also, like... Freeze had a perfect shot to just freeze him entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why didn't Freeze just freeze him? In like, seven just, minutes, you will be in space yeah. and then you would die. The harbingers of your doom. That's what he says. The harbingers of, of, of your doom. Oh, what, did, what did Bruce put uh, frozen Rob? Robin Sickle. What did he put him in to thaw him out? It was just water. He, he first, he like, water with the gun. With like a Where did they land it? Because he said, oh, we're in the something. Yeah, I didn't understand it's like a, where like they a, were. A stack, like it's just like a, a coal stack or something like that. Just the burn pulp or something like that. It was just one, literally like us, like an exhaust vent that they came down in, and so that should all just be frozen, like molten burnt shit. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, because it just, so it just has a pool of water um, through. Like they have that chase sequence through like the hatches, and then like at the end of that, there's somehow a pool of water that can be heated up. I don't know. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> I like how strong Batman was. Like, if, if that was Robin. Oh, yeah. Encapsulated in ice. <laughs> he picks him up so like easy. Like, nothing. But he can't fucking rip his arms off of ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he wanted to die. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, oh, I finally, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, you already said how I'm much. I'm coming, Bob and Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you already said how much Arnold made for this movie. I want to know how much Vivica A. Fox made for a movie Jesus. for a part that made no sense. Well, she's misbehaving. Was in, like, once, and she's done. She's not cold. Everybody else is freezing. She's fine wearing less than everybody else. She's oh, looking she's, good. Like, she's I didn't hot. understand any of this. Yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get that. There's a lot of Ivy sexual innuendos as well. Oh, yeah. But it's also like how they had Debbie Mazur and Drew Barrymore as two faces henchmen. That's true. They just sort of had this weird little trend of like giving. Well, yeah, yeah, little like cameos or little like no, not well known actors, but like known people who are sort of up and coming. Like Drew Barrymore, but that point, how many movies does she do? Yeah, no, I mean E.T. And Vivica Fox is like, <laughs> this is like prime Vivica Fox too, right? And so it's yeah, it's just weird. Like that's just something Schumacher did over the two films is like have these like get a name actress as the woman henchman. I don't know, it's weird, it's random. Did you guys catch when Robin was going up to Ivy when they were gonna foil her plan or whatever? He's like, just give me a sign, let me know that you're into me or whatever. And she's like, well, how about slippery when wet? Did any of you guys catch that? Oh, I did I, not I catch that. that. I fucking re- rewinded it and then had to play it again. Give me a sign. Oh, how about slippery when wet? I was like, okay. Well, she's basically saying, Robin, my pussy's wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I open for Ben. We could fuck if you want, or I'm going to poison you. But <laughs> well, isn't he putting there. his dick into venom? Like, I don't know. Like, she said her blood was changed to aloe and, like, her skin was changed to chloroform or chlorophyll. And so I was like, what? What's up there? Like, yeah. what, what is he <laughs> well, getting blood himself into? Well, it's like, well, I'm going to come out with a very smooth cack. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. Of this it's thing. like a tree uh, bark in I'm there. I'm so moisturized <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, what I want to know is why was Poison Ivy wearing a disguise when she went to the Gotham Observatory? Like, nobody knew who she was at that point. Well, because you can't walk around like that in Gotham City. <laughs> like, someone's going to assume you're a villain dressed like that normally. Had her, people oh, don't had her nuts. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. When well, when you got dudes in all neon hanging out in downtown abandoned houses, <laughs> Coolio true. is the leader of them. Oh, <laughs> that is true right. too, right? And a kid that's out way past his bedtime. <laughs> but also, like, why why did 
why is Bane dressed as like Humphrey Bogart as they're like leaving <laughs> the plane? And who took that picture that's directly on? There's so much pictures and footage of stuff that it's so insane how they could have happened. Like the the scene where uh, Batman tells Freeze like Poison Ivy killed it and then plays the footage of her like saying, as I told Lady Freeze when uh, when I pulled her plug. And it's like the picture of them getting off the airplane is like, perfectly centered and then like the weird footage of uh arnold with his wife and he's like he comes out of the when he comes out of the uh the freezing chemicals or whatever yeah yeah like who has that camera who has that angle why are they taking home video instead of helping this man yeah exactly (laughs) they're all sitting there watching that sucks yeah there's (laughs) so much like you guys are making a movie and you're not explaining where cameras are? Like, that's not entering <laughs> your mind that this should be something established? You could get away with that shit today because everyone got a fucking camera on their phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? This is 97. Yeah. They don't even have digital cameras at this point. Like, not even, like, on the screen or stuff like that. It's insane. Or maybe they do. <laughs> at least Batman does. <laughs> Batman <laughs> has cameras everywhere. He's like China. Everything. <laughs> cameras everywhere. <laughs> he probably just, like, in the night has slowly been putting cameras up and got Everywhere, them. exactly. Yeah. Totally. Ladies' toilets, yeah, <laughs> houses, <laughs> like just pervert cams. I just so feel like they like, didn't. <laughs> that's what Wayne Enterprise specializes in, like <laughs> porn. Yeah, right. I just feel like they didn't really care to explain a lot of stuff. They're like, they'll get it, they'll get it, or it doesn't matter. Like even when um, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Even when Barbara puts on the suit, all of a sudden she's as like kick ass as them. Everything, even though they've the other two dudes have spent years training to be. This good at fighting and acrobatics, and all, all of a sudden Robin's, she's just amazing. Robin's at been training for a year, maybe. Like he was, he could do nunchucks. But he could do all that stuff because of the circus. Yeah, he could like, flip around, and he could. That's why he can. But do, she could do that too. And this, I'm like, mm, when? How? Yeah. Like, how is she? You've obviously skilled? never lived in England, <laughs> <laughs> right? But Bat, no, Bruce Wayne's the only person who has actually trained theoretically. Uh-huh. Like Dick Grayson has not had the exact amount of experiences he is. He swung has. on poles. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. He yeah, he did. But yeah, this whole thing, they just brush past things. No, yeah, they just well, the don't. buy-in was when she flipped him. Like, she got scared, and she was like, rape flip. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have called it that. Rape flip. Yeah, and then he was like, boom, right on his back. You know well, what you I mean? We have to imagine, this is like... I don't know you. That's my purse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, it's mid-90s, so you have to think they're thinking like, oh, yeah, she probably took like a rape prevention course. Like, <laughs> right, she probably, like, she, I'm like, damn, that she, bitch is quick. Yeah, she, she <laughs> some self-defense courses. That's what women are doing now. That's what young women are doing. Like, that's probably what they're thought. Like, oh, yeah, so if you take a self-defense class, you could be as tough as Batman. That's true. Yep. And those bitches get down. <laughs> <laughs> Claw, balls, eyes. <laughs> I, I noticed he looked a little bruised up today, man. <laughs> What happened to you? Nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> nothing. Uh-uh. Um, I love how uh, when Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze like get together, their ultimate goals are like polar opposite. Totally but different. Yeah. How did they like... It was never discussed, okay, you get this hemisphere, I'll get this hemisphere so our things could grow. Or, you know what I mean? You could ice over this part and it'll be hot on this side of the equator and I'll, me and all my plants could live. We'll split it 50-50. I think he just was never goth- discussed. Yeah, he never. He just seemed to want Gotham and she wanted the whole world. He didn't even want any of that stuff. No. He wanted diamonds so he could fucking resurrect his wife. That's yeah. all he wanted. No, he needed diamonds to power his suit. He needed billions for his research. Uh, it's like This is an insane plot 
of like he needs super expensive well, it, diamonds it, to power that's right, that's right. It just reminds me of that the South Park episode with the sock gnomes where it's like diamonds question mark question mark wife's back alive <laughs> like I don't and here's Zan yeah like, like in between of it I was just like okay. sell the fucking diamonds you're putting into your suit for research money why the hell did they have so many damn diamonds for that fucking satellite and why would he make just, a suit that runs on diamonds yeah you're like, a scientist think of something more sustainable dick it's solar energy yes yeah, like and also like he seemed to be just be fine like hanging out in his garage that was like this like uh, freezer garage like that yeah. seemed to work so it's like you don't need this huge cumbersome suit but like it's their just... plans were so conflicting I'm like why are you guys teaming up you should literally be like you're right we have conflicting ideologies you do you I'll do me instead of like it's the perfect plan to work together it's like no but no. you're literally on the opposite end freeze wants to freeze everything she wants to make everything green not the well, same at all. she burned down the building after she got her powers, but after she had planted, like, all the, all the vines and shit started going crazy. So she killed all those plants. Who knows? It's weird. Um, so she doesn't like all of them, because one of them turned on her at the very end, which makes no what, sense yeah, whatsoever. Thank you. So what happened there? Was it just like, <laughs> I don't know. hey, I was sleeping and you woke me up. <laughs> <laughs> nom, 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 nom. That is true out of nowhere. It's just yeah. like, oh, you fucked up, bitch. Which is <laughs> like, okay, because you got one hit on Poison Ivy because you got the upper hand. The fight's over. That's yeah. all All yep. you needed Those to do was hit the upper hand. good henchmen. Yeah. <laughs> but that would have been more interesting if they were diametrically opposed to each other. Like, it could have been, like, that's what they did with, like, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have two straight-up villains teaming up. It was, like... Basically, Batman had to fight a fight on two fronts. He had to deal with Catwoman and everything that she's going on. And oh, Batman Penguin. Returns, you mean? Yeah, yeah I keep yeah. saying that. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been cool to see like something like that, as opposed to this needless team-up when it's so obvious that these characters... Have compl- completely yeah. conflicting ideologies. And so it's insane. And plans. I would want to see that movie. You yeah, know what I mean, like, yeah. oh shit! All right, Batman and Robin are out of the fucking picture. How are these two assholes gonna figure out the? Because that's always what's been interesting about like Spider-Man um, comics and cartoons and things like that. Where even with the Sinister Six, the fact that you know they somewhat have a similar goal, but yet they all have individual goals. So there's always conflict with them, and that's always interesting. As opposed to like, yeah, these two are teaming up, even though it makes literally no sense for them. Well, to team it seemed up. to be because. She couldn't fuck him with her pheromone stuff. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, oh well, we should team up then. Yep. If I can't use my powers on you, because that's why should. she killed Nora Freeze, right? I'm not good Try with to, competition. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm I told Lady Freeze, man, I pulled her plug. That's a one woman show. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what's funny is uh, this Batman and Robin still has impact today because on. Mine and Chris's Flash podcast, we've talked about one character just died of McGregor syndrome. Like, they meant they name-checked the same disease in The Flash. Oh, really? Yeah. That's the one that, that Alfred that, had, right? That's what Alfred has, and that's what... Uh, Nora Freeze. That's what Nora Freeze has. And so, yeah, they, like, brought that back. And it was, like, created in this... So Nora had that? Nora has McGregor well, syndrome. Well, how come so then... Alfred, too, right? Stage four. Stage, she was further along. Gotcha. He, so basically... Out, uh, Mr. Freeze is like cured McGregor's to a point. If you catch it early enough, he's found a treatment for that. But okay. his wife, because that was very confusing. His wife is so far along that she can exist in a pool of some sort of healing water and just sit there in stasis. There's like, like 
you look at Wolverine. He has like a mask over his mouth, and he's like floating. Like, okay, I believe that that bitch is just floating in water. Yeah. Like, you didn't she get her known, Like, yeah, <laughs> right. she drowned. She drowned. A long time ago, yeah, too. exactly. Like, uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, there's air bubbles. Like, that's not. <laughs> Sorry, that's buddy. not good enough, dude. Well, because she's like in a chamber in the Batman, uh, the animated series one. She's like in a frozen chamber. Like, mm-hmm. she is frozen. And yeah, this one is just like he's got his wife in a pool of water. I don't get it. Yeah. There's, and that's something that like makes sense out of everything else. That makes more sense than a lot of other stuff in this film, right? <laughs> and not only do they team up, but then at the end they're cellmates. Is there one cell in Arkham? <laughs> what the hell? Well, I mean, there's only uh, most. This is the only film where the villains actually live through it, <laughs> and so the only other person who's lived is Riddler, right? And so there's three inmates at Arkham. The Riddler's hanging around, and then... But I'm like, really, they have to... Because at the end, they're like cellmates. Right. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I think it's because he's going to kill her. Yeah. I think he was just... They let him in the cell so he could toss her a beating. Yeah. If I was going to have a cellmate, I'd much rather it be Poison Ivy, though. I'm like, you stay on that side. I'll take peeks every now and again. Mm. If you hear me, don't come over. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, freeze, man. I'm going to turn the motherfucking heat on, dog. It's cold as hell in here. <laughs> Chill. Not me. Stop, man. Stop using the fucking puns, man. Just talk to me like a man, Freeze. It's cold in here. Cool out. God damn it, Freeze. God. That's, that's your punishment, listening to this motherfucker It's talk. your punishment. Oh. Oh, shit. Damn. Well done. Shit. Well played, sir. Yeah, it was, but and the whole observatory fight and scenes like that was just so satellites can basically, if if we're going to extrapolate what it does to help this situation, it can also like burn people. Yeah, it evaporates people. So, so it's yeah. military technology to take. So that's comforting. Terrorists. Yeah, and I was like, that's the energy from the sun, right? <laughs> 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 Those people are burnt the fuck. Yeah. Out. Like, that's not going to thaw people. That's, like, going to burn them alive. Yeah, it's not like setting your chicken out to defrost, you know what I mean? Those yeah. people are dead. Well, These people, this could have turned bad immediately have fast. cancer really quick. But how is this any more insane than turning all, half the cell phones in Gotham into sonar and being able to map the whole town to find the Joker? Uh, because people aren't being burned to a crisp by lasers from the sky. They are being heated by the <laughs> sun's rays. They're being lightly toasted. They are being <laughs> Freed by the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas in The Dark Knight, we have a Batman who's willing to break all sorts of privacy. He he is invading people's privacy. And here he is a savior, breaking the sun and creating life. So basically, Superman's like, "Uh, can I borrow this thing once a week? Yes. Yes. Superman (laughs) should have stopped by with his laser ball eyes and thawed everybody out. Well, here's here's what's insane about... They're getting a goddamn suntan. If they had moved forward with like building up this shared universe. This is when Tim Burton was developing the Super- Superman. Yeah, so this would have been Nick Cage Superman. Yep. This would have been oh, insane crate like th- there's so much I can't wait how to see much, that documentary how much by the, the way that they're making. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah they're making one about I it. I think it's out. Nice. Is it? It's already out I believe. Oh, the shit. Death of Superman lives? Yeah. yeah. That's out. It yeah. is? Yeah I've seen it. Yeah. Is it good? It is. I want to see it so bad. Alright next podcast we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like how how different superhero films would have been had this movie worked in oh, yeah. some way shape or form. It's like we would have had Nick K- like that would have probably been enough incentive to move forward with Superman stuff. Yeah. Right. Let alone more Batman films. That would have been enough incentive to like well, we have we have the guy who established Batman 
and the Batman movies are going gangbusters with the new director. And so let's move forward with this. We would have had like Batman versus Superman like 15 years before yeah. it actually happened. Yeah. And it would have been awful. It would have been horrendously <laughs> yeah, crazy. I feel insane. like Batman and Robin is what people who don't like comic book movies are afraid that they are all like. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, dude, I don't want to go watch the fucking Iron Man and Captain America because it's going to be all fucking stupid and comic booky. Like, I feel like if that would have happened, like if this would have stuck, that universe, we probably wouldn't have gotten all the comic book movies that we have today. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's fucking stupid. Nobody likes that kind of content. So what was the one? Was it like uh, Iron Man? Obviously, was the big help, right? Mm-hmm. Because X Men, X Men, X Men is Spider Man. X Men and Spider Man are the ones that brought it was really back up from there. Spider Man like had the insane opening. That's what set it apart. Like X Men got it, showed you can adapt it. Yeah. Spider Man had the Gangbusters opening, like the hundred million dollar weekend opening, true. and so that's that's what set the tone with with Spider Man. Yeah. And so people are like, oh fuck, we can look how much money we can get. Off these in just one weekend, and so yeah, but it would have been that. That's also five. This is five years before that, before Spider Man, and like eleven years before um, Iron Man, mm-hmm. and then it took eight years before Batman Begins came out. Mm-hmm. Right, and so well, that uh, Batman Begins was like the revamping of Batman character, yeah. right? Yeah, after this last one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the last one. This yeah, is but the last we'll, one we'll be talking. Series. We'll be talking um, at the end during the trivia. There were five almost Batman movies that came out before Batman began. Batman oh, Triumphant, shit. that one. Well, that one sounded cool. Yeah, that, I read about yeah, that. It's one. A, it was actually called Batman Unchained, but the, mm, yeah. Batman Triumphant. But no, that's no, there's that's multiple. What yeah, there's that's what they were saying. That like that's kind of what people thought the n- title was, but the, the cra- one they're going with was Unchained. But yeah. it's the same movie. The craziest one is Darren Aronofsky's. I'm excited right? to talk about all those. Batman yeah. Year One. Um, but so yeah. So uh, what else I was gonna say? Oh, glad they have time for a costume change. Only oh, right. Gotham <laughs> was in danger. It reminded me of like the Dark Knight Rises, where it's like a bomb's literally gonna go off, and I have time to dump a bridge full of gasoline to make a bat signal. Right. You know, there's always time for symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me because they're like, uh, I don't want to wear this suit. No. Who do, what do I want to wear before I go out and fight? No, not this. Okay. Guys, we have to match. Seriously? No. Yeah. If we don't match, I'm going to be super embarrassed like we were against Riddler, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, seriously, Robin, you're off-brand with this red. What is this? Yeah, what is Can't this? you see like the black and silver stuff that me and Alicia Silverstone are rocking? Like, you need to match with us. This is ridiculous. He's like, it's not my fault. Talk to Alfred. <laughs> Alfred made it. Jesus. The red makes my eyes pop. Alfred likes it, guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of feeling really weird when Alfred's like, how come you're not wearing that red one that I like? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I could just see the disappointment on his face. It's weird at breakfast. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so strange is that's the Nightwing costume. Yeah. Yeah. And and in Batman Forever, like he has like a more traditional Robin costume, mm-hmm. and this one's straight up the Nightwing costume, and they changed the bird to look like a Robin. Yeah, like they gave I, him a cape. I just feel like kind of like what you were saying with uh, the extended universe. I really feel like this was trying to set up all that shit for later films. Oh, they wanted that was going to be the third. Uh, they wanted to do a, a Robin solo movie, and that was going to be about him becoming Nightwing. Yeah, supposedly. But yeah, they, they were definitely setting all this up. Uh-huh. Which is so funny because you think that they would give more care to the script and everything of this if they're wanting to set up something bigger. Mm. But I mean, this is before people realized you could, you had to care about the comics the way you do, right? Now. Like the source material. It's just like it's a, it is a fucking cartoon. Who gives a shit? Like yeah. it's still like that didn't change until after two thousand. 
Like, right. I mean, that's just the, yeah. the long and short of it. Yeah. Well, the tone was set right away when you saw, like, the bat symbol and then Robin's symbol resting gently on top of it so beautifully. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, all right, I'm in for one. You know what yeah. I mean? Right when it starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just go for the ride. Every single Batman movie opens up with the goddamn bat logo. The Nolan ones do it, and all of the uh, all of the Tim Burton ones and the Joel Schumacher ones. Every single Batman movie opens up with a stupid symbol. With the WB sign turning into the bat symbol. But the Nolan ones, they have like the Bert, the bats flying in Batman Begins, um, and then they have um, like what like fire or something like that in Dark Knight, and then. Um, in rises it's like the cracked ice and it forms Mm. the bat symbol it's like insane like that's something i think what's funny about this is like this is everything that's campy about batman fit into one uh into one movie like jam matter it's the 1997 version of the adam west batman series all in a movie but all but all the batman movies are ridiculous the only one the like and the Nolan ones are not aging well. Nope. The only one, the one that's standing up the most as a full movie is Batman Begins. Yep. Agreed. Um, and so it's very strange to see how much, I mean, and and we have it in this podcast how much this movie sucks and how much we hate it. But it's not like this, honestly, this though, I would watch this over The Dark Knight Rises any day. Yeah, and this like what's fu- what's insane? No if, fucking way! Yeah. Oh, totally. Get out of here! Why? Oh, I hate The Dark Knight Rises. Awful. Awful. Damn. As a more awful than this fucking movie? Absolutely. Dude. Wow. Absolutely. You heard it it's, here, everybody, for the first time. And you heard I, it here. I don't, that was fucking crazy. I don't Damn. like how Christopher Nolan, all leading all, all these movies, he's talking about, I'm making Batman way more like, what if it was set in the real world? What if it was set in the real world? But then that movie is like a, he's like slapping you in the face with his dick, like, just kidding, you guys. And like, it's so unrealistic, like... Even when the, the the main bad guy or the uh, the crowd of bad guys with their AK forty sevens are gonna attack the now freed from the sewers, all the police force with their handguns, and they just run at each other, even though the dudes are shooting them with AK forty sevens, and they all collide together. It's like that's not realistic. You've never been in a fucking brawl before, man. Dude, when exactly I was a bouncer, that's the first my first night. I got in a fight with like fourteen Asian dudes, and like they're like that. They're claiming that pit jail was so hard to get out of, but let's let's do a roll call. Who are the two people who've ever escaped it? A dude with a broken back and a tween girl. Like, did anybody else try and get out of that goddamn don't, don't prison? Talk, don't talk bad about Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I'm on board with oh, you about she, her death scene was horrible when she did her death scene in that movie. I'm like, bitch, you have an Oscar. Come on. <laughs> the reason, the only reason, I, I agree with Come you on. in this sense. Is, and that is somehow worse <laughs> than Poison Ivy flailing back and absolutely. getting half kind of chomped on by she a committed, leaf? She committed. She committed to the From Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> no, she I, committed. Your fucking argument what? is she committed she to committed to flailing. this. Marion did not commit to pretending to die. Oh Dark Knight Rises is is. Infinitely more boring <laughs> to watch than this movie. Yeah, and you're I've, talking about how Batman's barely in this movie. Half of the movie, I'm like, where the fuck is Christian Bale? And he has his special knee brace thing too. Like, I don't know. But, but what what's insane about this, and what's insane about the character of Batman, is as shitty as this movie is, it's still Batman. I never for one second <laughs> don't feel like that's I'm true. not watching watching a Batman movie. And that's what's insane about this character over like the 75 years. He can comfortably be 
the George Clooney Batman and the Christian Bale or the Frank Miller Batman. Mm. Like, that's what's so weird about this character that he can fill. Like, yeah, like, this is a shitty movie. It's a very, very shitty movie. (laughs) Batman and Robin is awful. But it's not, like, not a Batman movie. He nails (laughs) the spirit of it. It's just, like... When you kind of sum up, if you're an outsider summing up the parts of Batman, like in the comics that people accept, he has a giant mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex in his cave and giant a giant penny. ass giant ass penny. It's like that's fucking weird. <laughs> that's very weird. <laughs> and so it's just like when you look at the sum of the parts, you can come up with something like this. Yeah. And you could yeah. come up with something like Christopher Nolan did or like Frank Miller does. And so that's that's what's the the ultimate triumph of this, as opposed to like something like Steel or like Green Lantern, where they just really missed the mark of what the character is. I think they got it. Yeah. And they still got to have a redemptive thing with the, um, like that line with Alfred and uh, George Clooney before the kiss. I'm like, that's a really good thing to sort of hang your hat on, even though they did not hang it on. That would have been a cool driving force for this movie, but it's just one cool line. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know. It's like, this still is Batman, it's just the weirder parts of him. And none of the cool, redeeming, like dark parts. Yeah, I don't know. That's my rant about Batman. <laughs> but then it begs the next question: Like, are we looking forward to seeing Batfleck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? He's gonna, Why for he, you guys. You guys are getting excited? To he's see the that. bridge between this. Okay. Because this is the first time we get to see. Because he's going to be clearly a more realistic Christopher Nolan kind of Batman. And we know like what is seeing his Joker, seeing Jared Leto's Joker gives you a tone of the kind of villains and world he exists in. Right. But it's also like this is a world where Superman can fly around and you have Killer Croc and you have like Enchantress. And so you can have it be more fantastical while still being like, quote unquote, realistic. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm excited about it is like this might be the closest approximation to a comic book Batman because the finally we get to have the fantastical stuff that's not like somebody getting turned into the Joker with chemicals or Mr. Freeze right. being frozen. Like this is like men can fly and there are Amazons who live on a hidden uh, island that nobody knows. Right. Well, I think for me, Ben Affleck is like the perfect like intellectual Bruce Wayne, but mixed with like the bulkiness of what Batman really is. Because if you look at like Michael Keaton. I can he's okay you know what I mean you know that dude doesn't have a fucking six pack underneath that thing you know what I mean like you can get away with the intellectual Batman but I didn't believe the the physicalness of Batman yeah Clooney was still kind of a little scrawny in this movie yeah exactly Val Kilmer the same type of way you know what have you like looking at looking at the very few pictures that have come out with um, Ben Affleck as Batman I'm like dude that's that's fucking Batman from yeah. the comic books. Yeah. Like yeah. the bulkiness That's the guy of who him. Kicks like he Killer looks... Croc's ass who yeah, can jump exactly. up and back kick him in the chin and knock him down, you know. Yeah. Right, right. But also like he doesn't have the weird rubber suit. Right. Like it's and and Nolan as as much as he made it more practical, it still has the same sort of bulky feel yeah. as right. the Michael Keaton Val Kilmer stuff. And this is like that looks almost like it's made of cloth. And that's mm-hmm. what Batman is supposed to look like. And yeah. in the drawings, how he's depicted in the comics. I was reading an interview like, with uh, Zack Snyder, and he was saying um, with the suit, he didn't want to have it like the Nolan one where it protects him and this and that. His ability comes from his fighting. And he says um, it's just made to, for him to get around it and be a symbol as opposed to like body armor. Yeah. So they're doing like the Arkham Knight type of Batman. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark, they're doing the, dark, like the Frank Miller Dark Knight. Yeah. The Dude, Dark Knight That's going to be dope, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I also like Frank Miller's take. I mean, not Frank Miller. Sorry. Um, Zack Snyder's takes on comic book movies like The Watchmen. Awesome. At least for me. I love The Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your face. <laughs> I, I have. There's. I think it's it's a it's a well shot movie, 
I just um, there's a whole other mess of why I don't like that movie. Well, we but I, I we'll save that for another yeah, one. <laughs> it takes away from your point you're trying to make now. But so my point is, is like I'm curious to see how he interprets this this world. You know what I mean? Based on because he's done you know a lot of Frank Miller style comic books already. So I'm like, fuck yeah, this is gonna be kind of cool. Yeah, this is like his third straight mm-hmm. up Miller because he did 300 as Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, wait, no, second, because Watchmen was Alan Moore. Right. Um, and then he did Sucker Punch, which we won't even talk about. But at the same <laughs> yeah, let's, not. <laughs> let's not. No, but I, I am curious about it because he does. Uh, I feel like Batman is the character that is suited to I Zack feel Snyder's like, style. Yeah, I was just going to say, totally. I feel like Snyder's going to do a lot better than that than he did with Superman, which I was not at all happy with. See, but I liked Superman. I liked it, too. Man. I really enjoyed it. Like, the last part where, like, the little kid's running around at the very end of the movie, you got all the information you needed. Like, that moment was awesome. You know, for me, I liked it. I, listen, I said at the beginning, I've never been a real big fan of Superman and the Captain America. The kind of, we fight for justice because it's right and we believe in it and we're white. Like, that, <laughs> that's kind of what their thing is. Um, as opposed to the characters I like, like Wolverine, where he's constantly fighting within himself. Can I be the, the good samurai, or am I, am I the wild animal who just kills? And he's constantly having that battle before he even brings it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And for Superman, people are like, well, Superman doesn't kill. Why? Yeah, Why there doesn't be some Superman sort of kill? To do that. He has to have something to base it off. Him Agreed. killing Zod and feeling the repercussions of that and what it leads to Zod, now we know what he becomes in the next movie, and kind of having, having that guilt... Informs his decision going forward. I can't do that. I can't be that person. So I agree with you in the universe of that film because I totally agree that's where he would get that. The reason I didn't like the film is Kevin Costner's a shitty dad. Oh my god, <laughs> he is. He is a shitty ass dad. Um, he's so anti Jonathan Kent in the film that in the comics and everything he gets that from his parents. But obviously in these films, the Kents aren't exactly the parents from the comics. So mm-hmm. he's didn't learn that. So it makes sense within the universe of the films that that's what informs him that, you know what, you know, well, there, killing's I mean, whack. The kids are a bit more human, dude. As opposed to like, oh, hey, we live on no, a farm. No, but they're so supposed to have that. They're supposed to have that uh, Midwest, like, just values. And I, I felt... I felt I don't know. I don't no way. No, no, no. With Jonathan <laughs> Kent saying a whole school, he should have let a whole school bus of kids drown. As opposed That's not Midwest. to flip everyone, especially in the Midwest, view on God and why you're here. Yeah, and exactly. And stuff like that. Dude, I'm right on the same page with you. Like, it's the, it's the, you know, it's the less of the two evils at that point. <laughs> He's a young kid. If they find out that he can do that, where's the first thing that they're going to do? What is that going to say to that Midwest lifestyle right away? You know what I mean? Instead of brooding all that stuff up, he's trying to keep him a secret for at least a little those while. Those kids are going to die anyways. If he out. wasn't on this bus, those kids would have just drowned, right? So those things happen. Maybe. But what what's not going to change is people's everyday beliefs, and that and that will if he introduces himself to the world. What especially at how old was he? Like ten years old. Yeah, I mean, the government would have got his ass quick. But what's interesting is over time. Like, Superman was created by two Jewish kids, like, two 19-year-old Jewish kids. And over time, he's evolved into this, like, Jesus figure, when really he's Moses. Yep, we talked he's about supposed that. To, yeah, oh, he's supposed to be Moses, because he's sent in the bassinet down the river sure. to escape the danger. Um, and so he's supposed to be, like, a fallible person like that. It's, it's just that the culture has lifted him up to be this, like, Jesus figure, this perfect uh, epitome of humanity without sort of earning it. 
And so it is definitely has been skewed by the fact that people now view Jesus, uh, Superman as like this Jesus figure, supposed to be more fallible, like Moses figure of just trying to do what's right. Like he's like Bernie Sanders would have loved Superman when he first started. Like he was like a socialist <laughs> fighter, like beating up slumlords, taking down like. Uh, and that's why you love the all-star Superman too, right? Because that's kind of what that character does. Yeah, the all-star Superman. All-star Superman makes me believe why Superman wouldn't kill without having to have the Zod experience. Because he's he just they present him as somebody who can see the world beyond just our normal sight, and he can see like the infrared and all the, the all the different vi- ways of seeing light. He can see it, so he can see the interconnectedness of light and uh, how everyone's connected to the earth and connected to all this. And so they present it to a, a way of like, if he's just presented as a man with strength, then yeah, he needs to have that lesson. If he is more of a man than super, he needs to have that lesson. He needs to have just at least be relatable to the emotions that we all feel. Like right. he has to, in order to like, to really relate, you have to be able to feel the same things that most people feel around you. Right. Yeah. And I feel like he has to be grounded and kind of, yeah, he's not from this planet, but he's still raised on earth. So he does have all those feelings and emotions that we all have. School, fucking all that shit, right? Does a Mexican born in America feel like an American? I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to ha- grow up with those same values at the, at the same time as a human being and outside being an alien. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it works that way. So you got to connect to him emotionally. Yeah, um, so I was cool. I thought Man of Steel was the best interpretation <laughs> of Superman I've seen, I've seen on the screen. Totally. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> but I do think I do think Affleck. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. Oh, he's I, gonna I'm, kill it, dude. I'm more excited to see the Ben Affleck Batman solo film. Yeah, because that's gonna be him and Jeff Johns yeah. working on that. Yeah, um, and he's directing it too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So Affleck's a great director now, um, and he's got like the best writer at DC working with him on this script. And so it's gonna be really cool to see what they hammer out. It's gonna be really interesting. I'm more excited for that to see him solo see what happens and everything mm-hmm. like that i want them to succeed i just i the most recent trailer for batman or for yeah batman versus superman i was really bummed out because i didn't think it looked great but i want them to succeed i want the dc to have their universe and right. I, I want that it's to a do a cool really universe well. man like, it is it's a really it has cool universe. it has potential and they just have not been able to get their shit together and i want them to the problem with it is though is that marvel started off as a shared universe from the get-go like the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man has the Fantastic Four on the mm. cover with him, and he's trying to join the Fantastic Four. Like that's his first story. Whereas DC took forever to build, and that's also why, like Batman and Superman, uh, and like the Flash, why they have such great supporting casts. Because um, they had to be. Because they had to be. They were standalone. Like Batman and Superman didn't meet for fifteen years from their creation until um, they like had a shared universe. Like it took forever for that to happen. And that's like sort of the double-edged sword is like you have with Superman, you have Perry White, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, Lex Luthor. You have a deep bench that you can make a standalone film. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marvel's now sort of running into like, well, now we're just going to start featuring our other characters because yeah. they really don't have that deep of a bench. Yeah. And so that's sort of the weird thing of like, they it's all have cool to borrow th- Spider-Man's bench. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, Spider-Man, but Spider-Man's the only real Marvel character that can stand on his own. Yeah. He's the only one who can compete with the DC ones mm-hmm. in terms of his standalone world. End of rant. So, yeah. Let's so remake this bitch. Let's, let's remake <laughs> it. I will say, I will say, I, I, I appreciated that at least they ended the movie with the final line. That was just one more punch to the face. The we're gonna need a bigger cave. It's like, oh, oh my god! Yeah. You'll like, be able to buy it. Kids. Oh we're gonna need bigger nipples. 
You know what's funny? Speaking the of, cave's pretty big by itself, guys. <laughs> my, as much as we're talking about how much this is sold on the fact of like it's trying to sell everything, I remember my VHS copy of Batman has like opens up with this whole like commercial ad for like buying Warner Brothers products and mm. like featuring Batman and everything yeah. like that. So this has been in the this has been in the DNA of this thing from the beginning. It's just lost control. So before we get to the remake, uh, let's do a little bit of trivia. Hulk Hogan was Joel Schumacher's third choice to play Mr. Freeze. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Is it going to freeze, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw this film. Oh, fuck. Good for him. I know. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is the only so funny. This is the only uh film in the whole series that Tim Burton had no involvement whatsoever cuz in he was a producer on Batman Forever which is why that movie's better. Mm-hmm. Uh Anthony Hopkins was another one of Joel Schumacher's choices for Mr. Freeze. And Alfred I heard. And Alfred for what well, he was considered for Batman because Yeah, see I thought he he would make a great freeze play the more scientific angle of it. Yeah, totally. Uh. And you have the Hannibal Lecter side of it too mm-hmm. that you can call upon cuz that's People are. This is still when people are looking at Anthony Hopkins like that's Hannibal Lecter. Because we're doing all of his like more villainous stuff. Yeah. Uh, during shooting, George Clooney visited his friends on set of ER in the costume. <laughs> we still like filmed ER. Hey guys, check this out. Yeah, they're the it's whole It's gonna filming. be awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I thought back in the day. I thought that Val Kilmer. The rumor was that I heard way back when is the reason he didn't do it is because he wanted three times as much as the previous one. Um, which he got paid eleven, I think about eleven million for the Batman Forever, and he wanted thirty three or something. Like I heard something, but the actual truth is, uh, he they they basically wanted to rush and film this as fast as possible, and so he kind of got the script. And he's like, "When is this going to be made?" And it, I guess, conflicted with the Saint that he was going to be doing. So, yeah, but I also heard that permitted. like it was also that but he really didn't really want to no, make. He it. was okay with not doing it. And yeah, Schumacher, exactly. I guess Schumacher had a big problem with him. Exactly, well, and yeah, actually, even it was kind of mutually dis- yeah, mutual disdain yeah. for the other. Uh, and actually, with Schumacher, the reason that he was even brought in for Batman Forever is because. Um, he's known in Hollywood as the guy who can handle a lot of Hollywood egos. So if you think about, yeah, like he just all, hides in the other room and shouts right. stuff. At shouts him. But he knows he knows how to he knows how to wrangle. I don't even know. If I heard it, and working with Val Kilmer right here is really difficult. Like Oliver Stone talks very intently about working with uh, Val Kilmer, mainly because he went deep into Jim Morrison for yeah. the Doors. You know what I mean? And I guess, you know, I don't know, man. Coming on as Batman, I bet she's, I don't know. I think that guy had been a rough person to work with on set, man. But also, like, Schumacher came up with, like, the Brat Pack. He directed, like, St. Elmo's Fire and, mm-hmm. like, what was it, like, The Lost Boys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I can imagine yeah, he's had so to he's brought in with yep. coked up young yep. actors, like, oh, I gotta do this. So dealing with those actors probably isn't the worst thing in the world. he's coked up with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, when you, when you think about Batman Forever, you have two of the biggest stars in Hollywood at the moment, Jim Carrey and Val Kilmer. I mean, then back when those guys had big Nicole egos. Nicole Kidman, remember? Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, back when they all had, like, super big yeah. egos, yeah. you know? I mean, since then, from lately, Val Kilmer, I guess, is pretty cool to work with now. 
you know i mean the the people with mcgruber said that he was just awesome hmm. and well, of course he's of, like 90 pounds heavier yeah you know what i mean yeah. like he's not the quintessential val kilmer we've all learned to love from real genius so <laughs> also chris o'donnell never worked a day with arnold i read that too and i thought that was rather interesting so it was just all stand body doubles body yeah. doubles for for every time they were on screen together so, all right, let's, before we get, once again, let's talk about the five movies that were almost made, just very briefly. So, one of them was Batman Unchained, which also has the title Batman Triumphant, mm-hmm. um, and that was going to be Scarecrow and Harley Quinn, and supposedly it was going to be, like, super dark. Um, I would have been interested, because I heard that they were wanting Nic- uh, Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage to play Scarecrow. the Scarecrow. I'm like, that would have been mildly interesting. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's more Scarecrow than Superman. Totally. Well, this Agreed. Is, yeah. <laughs> this is like strangly as hair, you know? This is like Face Off. Face Off came out in 97, too. Right. And so that's that Nick Cage. Right. So that would have been really interesting. Totally. Yeah. There was Batman Dark Knight, um, which Dark Knight is one word, shared K, which is really weird. Um, but. But that would be Scarecrow and Man Bat, which was rumored Scarecrow was slated to be Jeff Goldblum and Man uh. Man Bat. <laughs> I just hit the way he speaks uh, as Scarecrow would have been so interesting. <laughs> What's his name? What's the in the Fly? I mean, he's the Fly, so he can he can pull it out. And man, I don't know if I could see him as what was, what was he going to be again? Scarecrow. Scarecrow. I don't know if I could see Jeff Goldblum as Scarecrow. I mean, he's tall and lanky. This is. Yeah, but, but he's but like still he's like, he's like he's he's always he's just like you know he's always like stuttering yep. the whole time. I cannot get through that with that character. And Man Bat was going to be Terrence Stamp. Wow, which would have been interesting. Who's Terrence Stamp? Zod, it's like no. the Zod from Superman, the oh, original shit, Superman. No interesting. Um, who's? <laughs> I don't even know who that character is, though. Man Bat. Uh, Man Bat is like a is like a scientist who I don't even remember. Doctor Kurt Langstrom had yeah. a serum that, uh, when injected, turned him into a bat. Uh, like so, it's it's a man who becomes a bat. So <laughs> and that yeah, and so they're saying so with okay. Batman, he's a man sized yeah. bat. <laughs> man Bat. Right, I'll be well. called Batman. That's already taken. Fuck. Could you imagine going into that uh, pitch meeting? Like, look, and I got this villain for you guys. <laughs> All right, I'm just, I got this villain. All right, bear with me. <laughs> What's man also bat. the only person who can have a flip like that? Like, because you couldn't have Man Super or something like that. No, it's true. Danny DeVito did Man Spider, and it's always sunny. That's did he? <laughs> that this most recent season? No, it was, no, it was a few seasons ago. They're at a Halloween party, and he just had like legs. That oh, I need to glue to see. Like, oh, dude, you supposed to be Spider Man? No, 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 Man Spider. <laughs> um, but that was gonna be like super gruesome, more Halloween nightmares type situation, nice. which would have been interesting. Yeah. And then we have uh, between '99 and 2002, they were developing a Batman Beyond movie. That was um, that would have been cool. Co-written by like the director Yakin, um, Paul Dini and Burnett were all writing it together. So in that, yeah, would if you guys are familiar listeners, Batman Beyond is when Bruce Wayne's retired and a younger guy comes in. It's great, like thirty five years in the future. Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, great cartoon. So they were gonna do that, and then there was Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One, which is insane. It's so not Batman. No, it's like be we more like about- the Punisher. Really? Is what they're saying. Like, it was super, like, he'd, like, straight off murder people. Nice. Yeah. When <laughs> Alfred, <Hell> yeah. <laughs> Alfred was going to be this big black guy named Al, Big Al, who was going to run, like, a, uh, 
like a only my friends can call me Fred. <laughs> but it's like going to be like one of those uh, like chop shops, Pinny and that's Bird. like was going to be the Bat Cave. Was going to be that. Like this was like, dude, I would totally watch that. Though. <laughs> like, that sounds like my type of Batman. Fuck all this pretentious shit, man. Like do that one. <laughs> <laughs> like recommend for a dream with Batman. Let me see that. And in 2001 to 2002, they're even developing a Batman versus Superman. Um, that Seven's uh, writer Andrew Kevin Walker was developing, and uh, Akiva the, the script, the rewrite that Akiva Goldsman wrote is actually available online, so you can still pick that up. But it's crazy; it was going to take place five years after Batman retired or Bruce Wayne retired. He's getting married. Clark's there as the best man. He was going to give a toast about like his life after him and Lois divorced. And then when they're on their honeymoon, I don't remember what villain, but one of the villains kills um, Batman's wife. So he goes on a vengeful, like putting the suit back on to like straight up kill Hell yeah. who killed his wife. That sounds awesome. So that right? was like the In, movie. Let's make that. That that was going to be the other Batman versus I feel Superman. like they could do a, a Batman Beyond after maybe phase one or two of oh, the totally. DCU. Yeah. I feel like that's where they're going to head. I just feel like just wait till Michael Keaton. He's getting he's getting close to being Keaton. Uh, did Clooney bring fucking Clooney back? I feel like you do a better job. Actually, yeah, Cl- Clooney's better. But also Michael Keaton. He just had Birdman. He's having his whole yeah. like dramatic resurgence. Either one of them would be cool to see them come back as, or even Val Kilmer because you can do Val Kilmer earlier. The two of them because he's gonna look like eighty year old Bruce Wayne much sooner than Michael Keaton <laughs> and George Clooney. Oh yeah, he is not aging well. <laughs> So let's do the Tomorrowland segment. Where do we think these characters are after the cameras shut off? At a fuck party? (laughs) (laughs) What do we think? Okay, so the camera shuts off when they're running at the screen, so they probably hit the camera that they're running at. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, so you got three people on your squad. You got Robin, Batgirl, Batman. I feel like it gets too, too heavy for Robin to stick around, breaks off, becomes Nightwing. Um... I don't know, get into a crazy Batman shenanigans. <laughs> Maybe have Tim Drake show up. Have a, Actually have a young Robin as opposed to somebody who's like three years younger than Bruce Wayne. Um, <laughs> He's like Michael Jackson of Gotham. <laughs> just get younger and younger. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to fight crime with me? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> I got this suit. It's a size six. <laughs> I think Alfred probably dies of something that's not a curable disease. <laughs> just, oh, just an old heart attack. Yeah, he just has a heart attack. Dude, how Barbara lost would paralyzed. Bruce Wayne be with Alfred not around? Yeah. He'd be like, fuck, where's breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are all the lights on in the house, Alfred? Oh, Jesus, the door just keeps ringing. You know what I mean? It's like, you think I've pissed. They, they, when the doorbell's ringing, when Barbara first showed up in the movie, they're looking around like... Where the fuck is Alfred? Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, get dude, up. You can get, like, the, get your ass That library up. was right next to the front door. <laughs> and that old man is fucking hustling his ass to get down there. You know what He's I mean? He's also much like, older than Michael Caine's Alfred. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much older. Totally. He was older than Michael Caine's Alfred in the first Batman. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has, like, not aged. He has stayed the same old man throughout the course of the series. Um, yeah, obviously, he becomes Nightwing next. That's definitely what's going to happen. And then... Yeah, maybe King Tut and Eggman show up. All the other villains they didn't get from the 60s one. <laughs> <laughs> Just play it out. 
All right, cool. Let's do the remake. Chris, you want to start us off? Yeah, man. I'll fuck you up with some remake. Fuck me up with some remake. Wicka, wicka out. Um, director, I have Kevin Smith because... Yes. Who doesn't want to see fucking Kevin Smith take on a Batman movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Batman and Chronic. Yeah, for, right. Yeah, for Batman Cock-knocker. Bruce Wayne... <laughs> Why do they call you Cockknocker? Anyways, for Batman <laughs> Bruce Wayne, I have Josh Brolin, the Mad Titan himself. Ooh. Because um, I feel like he could do a good Batman voice without having to do a Batman voice. Like how Clooney and Kilmer and Keaton did it with you don't have to change your voice. Yeah. Um, for Robin slash Dick Grayson, I have DJ what, Katrona. He plays Seth Gecko in the Death Till Dawn TV series. Um, they meant DJ Qual for a second. <laughs> <laughs> JB Smooth. <laughs> we hit. Batman, we hit. He's like, it's hot out here for camp. Um, Baby, you gotta shake your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he plays Clooney's part. Uh, Clooney's role in the TV series, but he's a real cocky kind of guy. Um, for Mister Freeze, I have Brian Cranston. Uh, to really, because that's I, interesting. I didn't like the whole "I'm physically strong and I'm gonna throw yeah, yeah. you" because I'm fucking Schwarzenegger. I didn't like that. I thought Cranston can play. You go take this fucking hair off so he goes into the scientific kind of mode you know because walter white just with yes, ice yes <laughs> yes that's the exa- irony that's what i want to fucking see um poison ivy zoe zeldana Ooh, that'd be mm. sexy actually yes oh, fuck mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on let me just okay now i'm ready to continue uh for barbara says batgirl uh keeping it in the guardians universe karen gillian nice an actual fucking it. British woman as the girl from Britain, yeah. Uh, Alfred Patrick Stewart, because I love Patrick Stewart. You know he was being considered for Mister Freeze too. No way. Yeah, he no. was when before they dis- before it was shifted to him being like big and bulky. They were talking about Mister Fr- him. That would have been Freeze. great. Yeah, well, not for the puns, but, but like for the character and <laughs> Bane, obviously the Rock. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson as the Rock. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. I could are, we talking, like, are we talking about like when he's still throwing people's elbows, stuff like that? that kind of <laughs> no, I'm talking now, Rock, where he's like super swolled oh, up. Well, then you got to call him Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's always the, the people's years. champion to Where me, have man. you been, <laughs> um, But I would have done it like Bat- Batman and Robin get it, and he leaves. So Batman has to take in a new sidekick, brings Barbara on, trains her up, this and that. And then um, they're running into each other trying to stop crime. Ivy or whatever, and then they kind of butt heads and kind of got to duke it out with, amongst themselves, as opposed to just like temper tantrums. No, Batman, treat me right. Like, dude, shut up, Robin. Which is basically what it was. I'd like to see them actually fight each other. Interesting. Cool. Right. Um, mine. I decided to go full nineteen ninety seven. Um, and so, uh, for Batman, I have Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin. Billy Zane. Billy's, hold on. No, we're not going to no. just dismiss yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Billy Zane's doing softcore porn nowadays, guys. Is he? I caught Billy Zane on a titty flick on Skinamax. What? This is this is Billy Zane when he's doing Titanic. Mm. This is 97 Billy Zane. This is, if this is if right. it's not any the consolation. Fan, not the Phantom. Yeah, 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 not the Phantom Billy Zane. Holy shit, that fucking movie. But oh, anyways, man. on the movie, on the titty flick I saw him in, he was on a boat. Yes. So I'm mean, kind of <laughs> Titanic. On his, on his resume, I have boat standing skills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under special skills. Uh, Robin, I have Devin Sawa. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, I told you, ninety-seven. Who's that? Wow. He's the. Um, He's from Final Destination. He's the, the main guy, guy. The, the, the okay. blonde guy yeah, yeah, yeah. with like what from Idle Hands and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, guy. Yeah. I can't see that. But I he's like, yeah, this is like 97. This yeah, is what he's, he's casting do. people in 97. He's also the quarterback from Little Giants, the one that comes in, right? No, I think that's somebody. There's, there was like that's another a, kid who looked different. a lot like him who was floating around the same time. All right. Because um, they're Are like. talking about Shane. Uh, is that the guy from Idle Hands? Dennis no, was Dennis Idle, Hand. Idle Hands, but Shane. What? There's one, the one guy the, from Dawson's Creek. Oh, I don't know. James Vanderbeek? No. Not. <laughs> We're um, getting lost in white yeah. dudes right now. Um, Joshua Jackson? I don't want to win. Are you talking about Joshua but Jackson? Not, no, not Joshua Jackson. The, nope, the, that the is, character that, that was the gay one. Devin Sauer. He's in there? In Little Giant. That's There's, him? That wow. is him. By There's the way. one movie where you think it's Devin Sawa and it's not him. Um, I thought it was that. What's the one with uh, the girl movie? Fuck. I used to watch it with my sister all the time. The one with Rosie yeah, O'Donnell. Sure. Now and then. Yeah, now he's and in then. He's in that. Oh. Yeah, him and Christina and Ricci. My sisters watch it too, yeah. so I know about that movie. You guys. Shout out to sisters. That's your movies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend to watch it with ladies. <laughs> I mean, I've watched it on my own, but I didn't seek it out initially. Twice. There it's we a good go. Movie. Um, <laughs> it is good. You learn it Podcast 16. Is that now and then? <laughs> 16. 21. Going back 21. in time. 21? No. It's fi- this is 15 for me. Sorry. Mm. Um, Mr. Freeze, uh, since we have Schwarzenegger, I went with Stallone. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Could the Judge Dredd Stallone yeah. style. <laughs> um, everyone's going to be cool. <laughs> Poison <laughs> Ivy. I initially thought Dina Meyer um, from Starship Trooper, because she's got the frizzy hair and everything mm. like that. Okay. But this, since we're in 97, nice. yeah, yeah. I topped that Salma Hayek. Oh. This is Dusk Till Dawn, Salma Hayek. I couldn't get through her accent, though, the whole time, saying all those words like chlorophyll. <laughs> 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 I couldn't get through that movie with all those big words for her. But they, <laughs> the but green they, suit literally. They, they let harder was for really her good. in Dogma to say those words? <laughs> <laughs> See, well, then, I think what it is is my casting is... Since we had Schwarzenegger and he's replaced with Stallone, although Stallone's not going to have a great I- time at pronouncing most of that stuff anyway. Harbingers of Doom. Yeah, the Harbingers of Doom. I don't know. Maybe you be Harbingers of Doom. They just punched the meat. This is a meat locker, not an ice cream shop. See, it makes already makes way more sense. It writes itself, guys. Um... Batgirl, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Ooh, interesting. Oh, okay. uh, Alfred Akip as Michael Go, because um, I couldn't think of anybody. Uh, Bane, uh, keep him with The Rock. I went with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. So instead of the, the arm pump like this, he's like this. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to stun her, Batman? Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my Commissioner God. Gordon, just because I just thought of it and he came up, is Al Pacino. Because <laughs> if it's going to be insane, I want to keep it insane. Yeah. Um, and then um, with Cameron Diaz uh, for Bruce Wayne's girlfriend. And then uh, originally I put John Woo as the director, but I went with Luke uh, Besson, a uh, guy who directed Fifth Element. Oh, shit. I like oh, Leon the that Professional. That could be interesting. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to keep it. Did he also direct Taken? Was that the Taken Taken guy? 2, he did. Taken okay. 2 and Transporter 2, he directed. Um yeah, so he's definitely just as crazy as Joel Schumacher, but in a completely different way. Um, but yeah, so that's my remake in 97. All right. So mine, I have as directors, um, because I figured it's about time, is the Coen brothers. 
Oh. I'd be very interested to see their like whimsical self-spoofing midwestern midwestern style of hollywood <laughs> batman's like, putting somebody in a wood chipper yeah That's like sure it's <laughs> crazy batman i also Picture batman like inside lewin davis he's just uh, going around looking for crime to fight but no one's really hiring <laughs> you have steve buscemi hey, as your batman help? is that really a purse is that really a purse <laughs> <laughs> for batman i also have josh brolin oh, i nice. figure he'd be he'd be a good batman uh for robin I have Amy Adams Peter Pan style. <laughs> it's like with the short hair, like trying to be like the young Robin. I think that'd be hilarious. I thought Amy Adams was always off the table. No, we've just brought her back because it's she's it's been enough she's time. Free. So she's, so, she's so not Gary, in everything anymore. Back in the day, uh, when we first started this podcast, we realized on the panel that like every movie Amy Adams could be in. So we're like for a because, while because. Noah casted her in every single remake movie. <laughs> I didn't. If I didn't, someone don't, else did. Don't let him put blame like on. it did. So we, the blame and then he'd be like, oh, "You don't cast Amy. You don't know her. Like, oh, hey, <laughs> you don't know her Sorry, like I do." Dude. I read a Wikipedia last <laughs> night. Jerked off to it twice. I know Amy. For Mister Freeze, I have Vin Diesel. Uh, interesting. It'd be interesting. Uh, None of us have cast somebody who could speak intelligently <laughs> as Mister Freeze. <laughs> Brian Cranston. No, that's right. That's right. Cranston. Fuck you. No, I'm sorry. For Poison Ivy, <laughs> Poison Ivy, I have Margot Robbie. Nice. But I would cast her in anything. Um, for Batgirl, I have Chloe Grace Moretz. That would be cool. kind of interesting. Hit, hit girl. girl. Yeah. Uh, I could see that. She I mean, that's what Hit Girl was. Ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Bane, I have Batista. Drax. So, yeah. And then for Alfred. Do you think he can play the intelligent type of... Like, are we looking for casting the Bane in this particular version I of am. Batman? I am. Or just a good or Bane? Or just a good Bane. I think no. The Rock could do a good Bane, not just like mindless smash. Right. I don't know. Batista could. <laughs> that sounds well, like I'm, a Batista. Well, I'm going more on like the, I'm following my remake closer to the one that was actually made. Yeah. So, but that's a great argument because once again, yeah, Bane, know, is, yeah. Bane is an intellectual like in the comics. You know, it's a very smart. <laughs> calculated person Makes yeah my sense. remake has no rewrites <laughs> yeah. same yeah. script as yeah. is got it and lastly my alfred is ian mckellen nice i think would be very interesting because he's a wise gandalf um yeah i can <laughs> see that totally so we that's that's my uh so we have to go around and say does it still hold up as one of the worst films ever and if it was released today do you think it would audiences would have the same reaction to it trevor oh it's still awful um would you still say it's one of the worst films ever made yeah top 50 for sure yeah it's a it's a mess it's an unchallengeable mess like even if you you can find more good stuff about it um but yeah it's just awful but it's also but it's also no longer the worst superhero movie. right (laughs) so it has that going for it um but yeah, it's still awful, and I don't think people would respond to it. Obviously, the, the landscape has completely changed as a re, like a direct reaction to right. this movie. <laughs> the landscape of superhero movies has changed. Yeah, and so there's no way. And what's crazy is I watched the featurette, um, which we'll link on the on the description for this. But there was a featurette made when they re released it on Blu-ray, um, and it was like a 45 minute. Oh yeah, it's featurette. got like people like Dan. Di- I saw clips of it. Yeah, it has there. like, like everybody on there Denny, talking yeah, yeah. about. Um, but the crazy thing is, like, you have some of the producers saying, like, "Yeah, you know, I think audiences were wanting the more serious tone and like kind of the 
the you know more grave elements the more realistic but the film was you know it was heading in the way of campy and it's like but that if that doesn't make sense on the business side if you know the audiences were wanting and expecting something why you would go another way because what should be inevitable is where you think you're going to be making the money so it didn't really necessarily make sense but um well it made its money that's my point that's the weirdest fucking thing like if you think about like again in the canon of dc comics (laughs) Mm -hmm. does it really fit well no no not really and if you're a comic book nerd no it doesn't work that way but if you were a seven-year-old kid like me and you were it worked perfectly and it fucking made its money back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking at it for fucking comparing apples. We saw apples the commercials here, you know and then would say to the our parents, Hey, take me to go see that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. My parents said, I'm not fucking taking you to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so I washed cars. And, <laughs> and you know, Warner myself. Warner Brothers, they were fast tracking the sequel because they loved the dailies. The dailies, exactly. They thought the dailies are great, which if you look at the art design, it's super elaborate and super colorful and super like, like engaging that I can get that if they saw those dailies. It could be like, wow, that's a major production. Gotham mm-hmm. City still looks cool. It's still like it's again to compare this to the Nolan one. It's a more interesting Gotham yeah. City and a more super gothic feel to yeah, it. Yeah, than Gotham. It's in- like neon Tokyo mixed with like yeah, the, the Brooklyn old, style. Yeah, gargoyles with a and hint yeah, of exactly. Transylvania. I had a quote: uh, "Gotham is like a World's Fair on ecstasy." That's what the production de- designer did. If I was dropping acid, I'd be in Gotham. Yep. <laughs> Straight. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, I mean, is does it hold up as a wicked awesome drinking game? Hell yeah! <laughs> there you go. Make a pun. Yeah, right. Every time Arnold Schwarzenegger makes a pun, two shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. I think it could be that. I think for the time, it it did exactly what it needed to do to make money. Does it hold up today against all the other shit that it has to compete with? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. Hell no, it's not going to compete with with all the stuff that's going on right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Joel Schumacher, no, not going to work. But at the same time, is it entertaining for what it was at the time? Yeah, I think so. But that's, again, my nostalgia <laughs> for that film. Chris? Um, yeah, still a bad movie. Uh, it couldn't, like, if it got released, you can't, you can't put that up against. What's it going to go up against? Civil War? No, that movie's mm-hmm. gonna fucking be awesome. Batman vs Superman is gonna make a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Look at the TV shows. Daredevil's coming back out in March. Jessica Jones, the first season was a huge success. Nick got renewed, and and different genres too, mm-hmm. just with the superheroes kind of as the characters. But also like comparing it to like Guardians, which is much it's more serious than Batman and Robin, but it also is very funny. Right. And has the much lighter tone than a lot of the other Marvel films. And so yeah, it couldn't even really compete with that. At no. all. Yeah. But I mean in ninety seven, twenty sixteen, like we are we were bound to evolve in taste. But for ninety seven for what to come out during the summer to go see yeah, and shit. Face Off and what, Hercules was what is competing? Yeah, Lost World was out. No, like, like, Titanic was the big movie of the year, uh-huh. that year. And so it's like, that's where Hollywood was at. Like, it definitely is a great encapsulation of what was important and mattered to people in Hollywood at the time. Like, that's where I think it's important is to really see where the focus was and mm-hmm. how out of touch people were in being able to articulate that. Yeah, it's a Hollywood time capsule is literally yeah. what it yeah. is. You know what I mean? But it's like Marvel and DC, they're fucking still selling these same toys, but they're creating better packages for them with these movies. Right. And they're not being as toyetic with it. They're just understanding that everything we put in this can become a toy. We don't need to focus on the fact that it will be. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I would agree. I would agree with all of that. That I do think it's one of the worst films ever made. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> but you know, they all committed to it. So I mean, I except have to George give Clooney. them except, <laughs> except for George Clooney. He obviously did not want to be in it. Um, but like everything else, I'll give him a for effort for that. But yeah, if it was released today, it would fall flat in his face. Um, or be a smashing success because it is so different than just, all the others. We should just turn it into one of those like Rocky Horror Picture Show Absolutely. theaters. You know what I mean? Uh, that would be pretty fun. Throw ice cubes at the screen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give everybody TV dinners when they walk in. Everybody's you know? quoting yeah. the lines together. Uh-huh. Take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but they also didn't have like, how was like the most respected like dark Batman encapsulation like also has Prince music to it. Like there's the whole like yeah, bat we dance we and don't stuff talk like about that. that. Like <laughs> I fucking love that shit, dude. Joker dancing to, yeah, to yeah. Prince in the middle of Gotham yeah. on a float tossing <laughs> out bills. That's probably the most gangster shit I've ever heard anyone ever doing. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's just like so funny like how it, it really isn't if you look at the bolts and pieces of it. It's not too serious. Like there's definitely like stuff and also like you have the amount of, like the music that's come out of it, like the Prince songs, mm. ba- Batman Returns really doesn't have stuff. But then you have Kiss from how is Kiss Kiss from a Rose is from Batman Forever. Yep. Yeah, from it's like which was is- also the music video was directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, and all 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 I'll say left if you guys have any other comments, um, we'll we'll go through it before we do plugs. But I'm not a big fan of the puns. But when he says all right, everybody, and he freezes them. Why did he go with the pun chill? Yeah. Why didn't he go with freeze? He's freeze. literally freezing them at that moment. That's the appropriate pun for that moment. Too on the nose. Way too on the nose. I guess. <laughs> Way more than chill. But all the other stuff. <laughs> all right, do we have any other comments or lingering thoughts or resentments or praises about Batman and Robin before we? I'm ready to put this whole thing behind us, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bury this bitch. It was nice to go back into the past, but let's let's look forward to what we got coming out, man. I will say DC has not learned their lesson because Captain Cold makes ice puns all over the place on Flash, mm. and we love that show. But still, any t- apparently anybody who has a free freeze capabilities needs to just constantly be making puns. They're just they're just the cool dad. Yeah. Of I the mean, show. fucking think think about this for a second, guys. This movie comes out in 97, right? Uh-huh. We have Deadpool coming out this month. Pit those two fucking movies together. That's where our taste is now to pay, uh, compared to what Hollywood thought it was in 97. Yeah. That's huge. That's, that's such a fucking huge difference mm-hmm. of taste and cinematic style and subject matter. It's, it's And also an understanding of and respect for the source material. Right. Like the, this was just this was a way to sell Batman toys. And the Daredevil or the Deadpool movie is going to be a way to tell the Deadpool story in live action. Like they definitely like clearly have a huge respect for the source material, and but like Joel Schumacher's like, like Tim Burton said when he made the first Batman movie, he's like I've never read a comic, like he had like never read a comic, and now now if you said that be like the fuck's the matter with you? Why yeah, are like you, why are you working on this film? Why yeah, are you isn't doing that kind of how Christopher Nolan was though with it? And Where look at his Batmans. Right. <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> Very touche. Very valid I think, I mean, even watching this one, it was a nice, because after watching this one, like, I watched all the other Batmans, and I think it was a nice way for us to prepare for the new one that's coming out. Yeah. Right? Because it's, you know, we have, obviously, the Dark Knights and all those types of things, but I'm really excited for this newer one to come out with, yeah, with Ben yeah. Affleck. So it's, just, it's a nice progression, yeah. I think. Yeah. So. 
Well, it sort of like shows like the pendulum swinging back. Like we've with that that we're at the point where the pendulum has already swung to the other side, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not in the middle or swung back all the way, but it's definitely on its return. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's kind of cool to see. Yeah, that progression. Totally. All right, guys, we did it. Right. We did it. Air fives for everyone. Air, air fives for, for everybody. So do we have any plugs or anything going on? Um, listen to mine and Chris's show, the podcast of two worlds. Every week there's a new episode of The Flash. Boom, um, boom, boom. That's it. That's our plug. Nice. I'm working on a, I just got done directing a show. It's going to be a web series launching in March called Time Out. It's basically a bunch of <laughs> weekend basketball players talking shit to each other during a timeout. <laughs> and none of it's about basketball. <laughs> uh, so you can check that stuff out at timeoutseries.com. And we'll put a link on that in the cool. description for the show. Yeah. And I got shows all throughout February, every Saturday in February, at the iOS in Hollywood at 9 o'clock. So swing by, meet me at what, the bar. What night? Where it's Saturdays. <laughs> by the minute drink. The yeah. show will be better. Let <laughs> <laughs> me a drink. We'll talk about how horrible this movie was. So, yeah. So the exciting news is the podcast network is getting revamped. And we got some some pretty great ideas. Gary, join in the whole pond for the review. I just got to say thank you for you guys letting me into your little click here, man. To like, this is the shit that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And this is this is good good vibes, boys. So thank you. Glad to have you on. Hell we'll yeah. give you your tattoo after we're finished recording. Sweet. It better be an iron brain ding on my ass. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Both cheeks. We don't, we don't have the tools to give you an actual tattoo. <laughs> Get the fork. <laughs> but we're just going to be revamping everything. And Gary and I have been discussing a lot of stuff and a lot of long-term plans. It's pretty exciting. Um, and we're just going to, I mean, we're going to work on live shows down the road. And we're just gonna make this into pretty some pretty awesome stuff, guys. Pretty awesome stuff. So if you guys are listening, be prepared. Yes. Um, it's gonna be the hobbages of your doom. So, but short term, see you guys next time for one flew over the cuckoo's nest.